Hello and welcome to episode 78 of Dell H for Hero Clicks, where I am your host, Hunter Smith. With me, I have the two sexiest some bitches here on uh, the north side of the Mississippi. That would be Mr. Drew Alderson. Hey, how you doing? Doesn't the Mississippi run north south? Yeah. <laughs> no, we're still technically north of the Mississippi. We are the hottest motherfuckers in Canada. But doesn't the Mississippi run all the way to Canada? <laughs> Does it? Yeah, yeah, so. it run, it like divides the country. You know, once you get out of like uh, you know eighth grade, you geography really yeah. doesn't play that big a point in your life. I gotta say, that math. You know, unless you want to be the, you want to remap the United States. Maybe that was or my something dream hunter. Maybe crazy. you shouldn't crush people's you, dreams they, and hopes. That's a kind of kind of kind of up there with knowing all the state capitals. That, hey, hey, you what? I mean, I just, I know them all, but it's you, useless information. I'm just saying. You're just chipping away at everything I love called dear. <laughs> all the only things I do good in my life. <laughs> I know the state capitals. I thought, I, I thought I'd go somewhere in life, and I know today I don't know. I know how to do square roots. I guess I'm stuck being a podcast host for the rest of my life. But uh, anyways. You're not the host. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dial H for Hero Clicks, and this is our second annual Dial H award show. And we're going to also take a look back at last year. Just kind of, it'd be kind of a fun walk down memory lane on what our <laughs> what our winners were last year. But I think before we before we get into the awards at all. We are going to quickly do the news. This episode's mostly just going to be awards. We're not going to play Bad Samaritan. We're not going to do any special segments or anything. But uh, we will quickly do news because we have a lot of big news this week all of a sudden. I like how we didn't have any news for like weeks and the episode that's going to run kind of long all of a sudden we get Yeah, they're like, hey, here's about 17 Trinity War spoilers just all of a sudden. So we talked about uh, Superman and Ultraman last week, correct? Oh, yeah. So the first spoiler after that, if you guys don't follow along, go to heroclicks.com on the main page. They have you, you, all of these. You can go back last week when Drew said, I wish, I hope there's a Hawkman. That's right. <laughs> we were we were talking about some Hawkman. And here it be. And he's pretty fucking good. He is a rare. But he doesn't have the animal keyword. He has. Why would he have the animal he's keyword? He's a hawk. He's a guy. He's not a hawk. <laughs> just gross. He has Justice League of America keyword. Passing Warrior. He has a whopping 12 attack. Oh, sorry, he's 115 points. And he actually this one has Indom with flight as well. Uh, he has a 12 attack, 3 damage with precision strike and close combat expert. Pretty nasty. But he also has a badass movement power called Eye on the Sky. Oh, yeah? He can use charge. Oh? Doesn't have a speed value. What the fuck? What's so the a 10 square charge. When he doesn't hits, he can use sidestep this turn. There isn't a downfall. There's no downside. That's ridiculous. This guy's nasty. Uh, he also he keeps that same power set for the first half of his dial. I mean, he switches from energy shield to toughness, but you know who cares? Oh, yeah. The attack stuff stays the places. same. You know what I love? Are you, sorry, yeah. From, <laughs> I got to tilt the laptop screen back a little bit. Uh, what I love is look at these attack values: 12, 11, 11. 10 10 like very That's solid very good and uh, the damage, damage on top of that never too. his damage never on his whole tile changes from three and then uh, when he loses the special charge power he picks up regular charge and a special quake so he's never without moving attack his entire dial if he's part of a justice league of america theme team give him a move action and after it resolves, he can use Quake as a free action. Whoa. So Very sweet. He gets like full movement, just swoop in, attacks. Ridging it up in here, man. It's pretty slick, man. 
And that oh-so-useful JLA team ability. As his sculpt is not bad, but it's not as sexy as his last the oh, yeah. JL-52. What can you do? Now, this dial confuses me. And by the way, Hawkman was a rare, by the way. And Vandal Savage is a rare, too. So I want to break down Vandal Savage because we also had a, a reader mail about him later. So we'll go ahead and kind of go over him. He is, as Austin just said, he's kind of confusing. He has two separate dials. A 250 and a 160. And the whole thing in itself is 11 clicks long, pretty long, and he has Indom. Uh, he has two traits, and you'll get these at both point options. The first one is seemingly immortal. After clearing tokens at the end of your turn, if he has two action tokens, heal him of one damage. So That's some staying power the long dial. His second token, I was Alexander, Genghis, and Vlad. Vandal can use leadership when he does and succeeds. Modify the attack value of all friendly characters by plus one. Doesn't have to be ones you clear tokens off of or adjacent. Just if you roll a five or six, all friendly characters' attack value is plus one. Which is good. Keywords, Demon Knights, Injustice Society, Past Ruler, Secret Society. Now, his 250 dial, you know, if you looked at this dial and you looked at the last clicks... You wouldn't really think it's worth it because most of his best stuff comes at the end of the dial. At the beginning, you're going to be like, why did I pay 250 points for this figure? All he has is a 7 charge, 10 special attack, 17 toughness and shape change. Like It looks like a 80-point dial. Uh, his special attack power is trained in every style of fighting. He can use CCE. When he does, he can use prob during that action. Not bad. And other than that, his dial kind of jumps around. He gets super strength at random times. He changes from charge to flurry. Sometimes he has stealth. Uh, he does eventually pick up a special damage power that lets him outwit and perplex with a range of 8 and ignore characters on line of fire. But he's really not that amazing for 250. If you start at 160, you basically get the exact same thing. All the powers in the same order. It's just you get a shorter dial overall. I actually like the uh, click 7 the best, I think. Now, if you... Click seven, yeah, the one after. Flurry ten four. Um, it's pretty, it's pretty bland. I mean, that's that's all he does. He has the special CCE with prob, and then he has the special out wooden perplex. But at the end of his dial, his attack values are really, really solid, and his movement values as well. Um, there's there's one click, like click number ten. He has a twelve movement flurry, twelve attack, close combat expert special power, seventeen invincible, three outwit, like. I don't really know that this dial is worth 250 though. I mean, I guess the healing thing helps. I guess 11 clicks of life with the automatic healing thing, if you also gave him steel energy somehow, he would be hard to take down. I feel like the thing is, given that trait where he has the leadership and a high point value, he's mostly meant for larger games. Yeah, this would have to be a giant society team for yeah. him to be worth these this many points. It's like, I want to love this dial, but at the same time, it's it's a Skittles dial. I don't know what the heck I'm going to end up on every time. I don't know. I do kind of like the sculpt dogs. I, I, oh, yeah. The jacket's pretty fly, I'm not going to lie. Pretty I'd like fl- to have one jacket's of those. pretty fly, He looks lie. like he's a WWE character or something yeah. with his yeah. belt buckle pretty on. Pretty good. Sort of a trench coat going on there. Awesome. Talk about these Dr. Light dials for us. Oh, man, I actually really like these Dr. Lights. So the first Dr. Light is a... He's the common. Um, He is 56 points, no special combat symbols, 7 range. Um, He has improved movement, ignore hindering... Or, sorry, improved targeting, ignores hindering. This guy's screwing up, Drew. Yeah, sorry. Trying to fire him. 
His uh, Sorry. his top dial he's sitting with energy shield seventeen, a nine attack pin side, two damage enhancement with no movement power and eight movement. Down dial he drops into running shot pulse wave enhancement and then running shot pulse wave uh, shape change and regen for two clicks. Not a bad support piece for fifty six points. I mean he's not particularly great or anything, but yeah, he's not awful. But in sealed he he'll be you know. I think this He's good. Um, now, the Prime version... I was going to say, is this... Yeah, it does have a green dial, so it is a legitimate Prime, even though it doesn't have the green uh, card well, in, in the, the top right. Well, in the top left uh, artwork, it's green background, too. Right. Um, we have Dr. Light Prime, which is him when he gets basically ripped apart and becomes a being of pure light. Uh, no special combat... Or, yes, flight, sorry. Eight range, um, improved movement, ignores blocking... Goes through it, not busts it. Yeah. Which is something we don't see too often. Yeah. I honestly think You know who else has that? Raid Mars. Yep. Raid Mars is the same thing. But anyway, sorry. Because um, he's a ghost. Yep. Do you remember who Raid Mars is? Oh, you yeah, don't yeah. remember Mage Knight. Ra- sorry, Mage Jesus Knight. That's why. Christ. It's about to be like a prison stabbing, yeah. shanking in here. Drew and I are just going to fuck So he's got a trait bouncing around the world at light speed. At the beginning of your turn, you may roll a d6. If you do, replace his speed value with the result plus the printed speed value until your next turn. Why would you not want to roll? <laughs> I know, right? And it's re-roll. It's rollable so you don't want to try to get him that 16. I'm just confused. As you to why may you roll. roll it. It's like, okay. I like that. You roll. If you rolled a 6, he'd have a 16 movement. It's like, I can't get less than what? I already have, so why wouldn't I want to roll it? Um, top dial, he's looking at a 10 movement running shot, 10 attack pin size, 17 defense super senses, 2 damage shape change. He drops down onto some phasing teleport down dial and picks up uh, invincible mid dial with a high defense value with an 18 and a 17 and some pulse wave mid dial. At the bottom dial, he picks up a special defense power. He can use energy shield deflection. If he's been given a move action this turn, he can use regen as a free action. Stop it right there! Last week we talked about... Shut the fuck up! (laughs) (laughs) This is the dumbest use of regeneration I've ever seen. As in, it's the best. Dracula free action's pretty good, but this motherfucker has phasing shape change, and he just... Potential 17 Yeah, with a 19 defense from range. Like, he's gonna heal. Remember last week we were talking about that vision that teleports and then regens and how annoying he was? Yeah, he could be annoying. This guy is basically the new vision. Um, not so. That was the first prime uh, news we've gotten for yep. Trinity War. Then uh, uh, we'll we'll do the rest of the spoilers. Then we'll talk about watch list. Hi, Drew Alderson here to talk about Drew Alderson. <laughs> Have you ever read I Vampire? It's okay. I've read it. It's it's not bad. It's I, not. I, I enjoy it. It's not However, the sculpt is hilarious to me. It just looks silly. So, question though: Shouldn't his name on his figure just be Andrew or Andrew Bennett? Like, why does it say "I Vampire"? Like, that's because not what everybody. They calls don't. Him. No one knows who Andrew Bennett is. Whoever wrote, whoever created this figure, like, has probably never read this book at all. Yeah, they definitely did. They're just like, oh, his name's I Vampire, right? Yeah, they were like, give us a bunch <laughs> of stuff that happens book? in the book. Yeah, I'm powered by Kane's much. Yep, yep. <laughs> okay, so I Vampire is your classic. Uh, He's your Spider-Man 2099, except you gotta pay for more. So, I mean, he's Spider-Man 2099. He starts out with a charge. Uh, He's got some uh, blades. He's got some. uh, He's got some of that uh, toughness. He's got some uh, exploit weakness. So he's got Mm, charge blades. Exploits pretty good. He's got some. It's a good starter. He rolls on to. uh, He's got some hypersonic speed, which 
With steel. With steel energy, which, by the way, very good combo. Don't know if you know that. Well, we I've heard that combo. before. Later on, he loses it, gains phase and teleport, steel energy, then gets some outwit, and then he rolls onto his, quote, god clicks. He, uh, his stats are immediately buffed. He gets an 11 movement, 11 attack, 18 defense, 5 damage. 5 damage, nice. For 170 points, <clears throat> mind you. Um, when turning the dial, if this click is revealed due to damage taken from an opposing character's attack, stop turning the dial. This power can't be ignored. So. I spied you 2099. Yeah. How you doing? He also gains uh, movement ability. He can use hypersonic speed. The Mystic Steam ability and his powers can't be countered. He also gets a damage ability. He's prop control. Give him a power action and heal each adjacent friendly character of one damage. What? I didn't realize he picks up a mystics team ability for that too mm-hmm. so he has steel energy on those next two clicks at the bottom mm-hmm. so he can just heal mm-hmm. back to that top click and you have to hit him with psychic <clears throat> blast you can't outwit his impervious so yeah uh so the way yeah the way he works is if you pay 75 you would just die as drew's saying if at you're right if you're now. not familiar with spidey 2099 if you pay for the cheaper cost you still start at click number one but you would die when you get to click number seven whereas if you pay 170 you'd get the stop click but, he's uh, uh not he's bad. he's not bad. Justice League Dark and Monster. Justice League Dark new keyword. Yeah. Well deserved keyword in my That's opinion. That's what uh Speaking of Justice League Dark. Well, I was gonna say what Jake brought up with the Justice League Dark was kinda cool. He basically said he hopes the Constantine kind of allows Justice League Dark and Justice or to give all Justice League Darks Justice League or something like that. Yeah. Either there they could have read all the So Tim ones. Hunter. The one from New Fifty Two. Tim so. Hunter is a super rare, which is Really strange to me. Yeah, I'm not a Tim Hunter fan. However, yeah. he has a really good damage power that Drew's going to love. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> uh, he's got a trait. Tim Hunter and adjacent friendly characters with the Justice League Dark keyword can't be the target of opposing characters' probability control. What a surprise. That's pretty good. It's kind of a replace. I, I kind of think he might be the replacement for the Constantine from Jail 52. Oh, we're getting a new Constantine if we don't. Oh, we are, but I mean, there's going to be riots. Like that. Uh, he starts off top dial with a very unimpressive, uh, phasing teleport. Uh, he's got a special damage ability that Austin has mentioned. You give him a free action and choose an adjacent friendly character with the mystical keyword and one or more action tokens. He can use the powers possessed by the chosen character until the beginning of your next turn. Ooh, I like What's it. the name of that ability? Mentored by, by the Trenchcoat Brigade, <laughs> which is pretty good. He's got a special defense. Before any attack roll, Tim Hunter may replace his defense value with the unmodified defense value of any adjacent friendly character with the mystical keyword. Oh, nice. So it ain't bad. Not bad. He ain't bad. Um, and then he rolls onto his guide clicks. <laughs> Which is not a stop click, I noticed. Yeah. It is not a stop he click. He only has four clicks, and while his defense does let you get it higher... It doesn't reduce, so it, he has no if reducers. you can smack him for four, he's just instantly going to be gonna, dead. That's which, why I don't like him. Uh, it, which is not hard, let's yeah, be honest. Yeah, most clicks these days would can easily hit four damage. He can use ESD, Prop Control, Pulse Wave, Super Senses, and Willpower, which is... Bonkers. Pretty... That's <laughs> uh, okay. He's got Perplex, four damage, 18 Impervious, and 11 Movement Running Shot. The big problem with having all that on one special power, though... Means that someone outwits that. He's not worth it. And I'm going to tell you why. Drew Alderson's going to tell you why. Tell us, Drew. Because he fucking sucks. (laughs) (laughs) 
Listen. Well, thank you for uh, listen, breaking that down. <laughs> detailed analysis. He, he's gonna get hit. Yeah, like, he's gonna get hit too hard. They're gonna fucking save. Okay, him. the first when this set first comes out and your place does their first sealed, you might get away with it. He'll get away with it because no people aren't gonna pay attention. He'll get hit for three, which is the most common damage being dealt to most characters, right? I mean, I'd say yeah, three if not four. He'll get hit for three. He'll go perfectly onto his god clicks, but once. Everybody knows what he does. They're going to be like, oh, Tim Hunter? Okay, I'll hit him for four. I'll just use my perplex on somebody. Use my demon. perplex. Use this object. I and don't know. he's easily killed. I agree. I, I, I don't care disagree. much for him. Yeah. I don't think he's that bad. I Because do. I think the damage power has a lot of a lot of abusability here. I don't think he's awful, but... I, I think, think for 58 great. points, you get what you're getting out of him. Because of the fact that he can pick up... Like, ignore that last click. Austin, I really... A... Go ahead. <laughs> Now, here's my question. On that damage power, it just says he can use the powers possessed. Does that include special powers? Yeah. Because they possess him. So, why would you not play him with a Scarlet Witch to get a second Scarlet Witch? To pick up an extra perp and prob off somebody. You could. You could. For 58 points to double your perp, or to get a second perp and prob. Yeah, I guess I'm thinking, I'm thinking sealed-wise. I'm not thinking... Oh, yeah. Why wouldn't you just play another Scarlet Witch, then? For fi- for fi- for eight points, silver ring, for eight points cheaper, and you'd have mystics. No, she's not. No, she's not. <laughs> but yeah, oh, you yeah. know better, kid. Sorry, the new one. It could be because she costs like forty. Listen, I just mean I can <laughs> I can see potential with mystical keyword. Which yeah, is one of the most uh, for... constructed. He'll be okay. Yeah. Sealed, I I don't. Yeah, like. and he's a super rare, which pisses me off. But no, I'm happy. The Trinity's been mostly super rare so far. Then we have Firestorm, <laughs> Deathstorm. Oh, so boy. we're gonna talk. Well, I want I want to talk about these guys. You want to talk about these guys? Because I've seen people get all excited about this Firestorm. I do. I enjoy Firestorm in my comics. And if any character uh, was going to get this stuff. I, and I like the sculpt a lot. Looks pretty slick. His, pretty slick, his slick. Uh, suit looks really good. Pretty nice style. So, this Firestorm is 140 points. Uh-huh. He only has the Justice League of America keyword. And he has a decent dial. It's really... I mean, his top click is good. He has running shot... Energy explosion plus precision strike, invincible and outwit. Not bad. That's not bad. With a ten and a three. That ain't bad at all. Uh, seven range double bolt on that energy explosion precision strike. And I do love the combo of energy explosion precision strike. But tell me, Hunter, I, I there are pieces that are better for 140 points. So that, the problem is, yeah, he only has move and attack on click one and click three. Mm, that is a problem. And his bottom half of his dial is pretty crap. It's pretty garbo. It, for 140 points, it's pretty crap. He only he has a nine nine eight on his attack and a two two one. So where are the rest of those points sitting? The rest there? of the points go in his trait, which is the same as M10 Iron Man. Except it's one to three. Um, when fire, that's how what M10 Iron Man was. I thought it was one to two for M10. No, it was hat. It was fifty fifty. I'm almost 100 percent sure, but we can double check. I'll open it real quick on my phone. Like All right. going over. It. I'm almost sure it's fifty fifty on Iron Man as well. So. If you're unfamiliar, Firestorm has a trait. When he would take damage from another character assigned a resource, Firestorm ignores that damage and rolls a d6. When he does, on a 1 to 3, deal him 1 unavoidable damage. This can't be ignored. People are saying, oh, great. Uh, he's a new M10 Iron Man. He'll definitely see a lot of play. No. No, he won't. Here's why. M10 Iron Man is a world's better than this guy. Yeah, he is 1 to 3 on M10 Iron Man. Okay. M10 Iron Man's 15 points cheaper. Has a much more deadly starting click. And, and he has Endom. When you play oh, Iron Man, realize. when you have, when you go up against the Iron Man, and yeah, you you have to deal with the trait. What do you, what are the two things I always say are most important for taking down Iron Man? Outwit mm-hmm. and in cap. Yep. 
if this motherfucker doesn't even have Indom, then you don't even need to bring out Wit. All you need is some way to give him tokens, and he can't avoid the freaking unavoidable damage. He's just going to easily take the damage. And you, you look at his dial construction, just by giving him one click, just from putting him from one to two, Yeah, he's... he's not near as good. And that invincible click becomes a lot worse. Especially if you can get him down four, five, six, seven. Like, you don't even have to deal with him after that. He can't really do much to you. He has to push if he wants to move and then attack. I mean, he has mediocre values. He's just not that good. He's And Iron Man had way better keyword selection. Oh, yeah. He had shield and he had Avengers. Two huge keywords at the time. This guy only has and then he also had generics. Like yeah, and he had scientists. And, yeah, so I, I don't see it. I mean, I, he'll see some local play, but this guy is not... Don't even compare him to Iron Man. It's not even close. Yeah, I definitely agree. Then we, I do like Deathstorm, though. He's pretty sweet. Deathstorm's pretty... Deathstorm's awesome. At first glance, you're like, oh, he's okay. Then you see those special powers that he gets. Yeah, he's uh, a fucking nuts. He has Crime Syndicate and Scientist. He's 150, and he is a rare. Amazing sculpt, by the way. He, yeah, it does look pretty sweet. He has the Crime Syndicate team ability, which is awesome. We talked about it when Edward was here last week. He sees through Elevated. Very, very strong. We saw today with Drew's team. Don't remind me. Sees through Elevated and Hindering. And his top dial, uh, sorry, and he, and he has scientist keyword by the way, so I can play him with Banshee. <laughs> he also, uh, like Firestorm, has flight, seven range, double bolts. Oh wait, um, never mind. Banshee's please. What he does is he has running shot and special damage power. The, his damage power gives him perplex. When he does, if he targets a character seventy five points or less, he can modify a value other than damage by plus two or minus two. So what, that's, that's great because it's offensive or defensive. It, it works out well. Um, and how often does your opponent not have a piece that's seventy five? You know what? I want to see that on more that like exact ability on more more leader characters need stuff like that. What I so and then like Firestorm, he kind of alternates from running shot to phasing. Like he has some clicks where he's going to be stuck with no moving attack and no end on. Uh, but what I do like about him is his sudden defense power. All of a sudden, the first three clicks are a lot like Firestorms. But then from 4, 5, and 6, he picks up a special uh, defense power. Absorb your energies. He has energy shield and toughness. If it's revealed as a result of taking damage from a ranged combat attack, after actions resolve, roll a d6 and heal him of damage equal to the result. Not even half the result. Whatever your d6 roll is, you heal him that much. If As long as it's from a ranged attack. I like it. And he gets outwitted as well. So, um, then he picks up regular old regen on click seven with phasing. If he's pulse waved, since it would be after actions resolve and all that stuff, it would then check to see if he took damage from ranged attack and he'd still heal. Like if he got if he was on top click and he got pulse waved. If he got pulse waved for four and landed on that, he'd still get that, right? I believe he wouldn't get the ESP. Yeah, because if it's revealed as a result, I believe he would. That's interesting. But we would have to double check. Like that's, I mean, melee or pul- having a figure that only melee or pulse wave can damage, like that's sucky. Although, to be fair, the one thing to note is that if it is outwitted, when he would land on it again, he would technically not have it, so then it wouldn't Right. It. What's good about him is he's hard He's hard to take down quickly. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because it's, it's also immediately. It's not like your opponent gets 
on your turn, at the beginning of your turn, roll. Free action rage it's as soon like as they hit you. As soon as this pops up and the attack is done, you get to roll your thing and heal. And there's no nade. So it's... they can't pop, pop, take you down. Yeah. They have to pop, you heal, they have to keep popping you. You heal, they shoot you again, you pop, heal. Pop. The only thing is, like, his very last click doesn't have it. So right. if you got really unlucky and landed on that. But they'd have to hit you for six. Yeah. And I mean, to like. To put you onto that. And he has invul. Yeah, I mean, I don't think he's amazing, but I think for Shield he'll be pretty, oh, he'll be pretty fun. I'm gonna love him for constructed. Like he just looks like fun to play on a scientist team because scientist figures typically are either really expensive or really cheap. I am. Yeah, that is true. So that does it for our uh, official spoilers. But we have some watch lists to talk about. Oh boy! So they uh, we talked about a month and a half month. Well, actually, about a month ago when they announced what was getting added to the watch list, we kind of gave our ideas and um i gotta say we're pretty happy with all this because oh, yeah. it's pretty much what we said um on entities what they changed was nothing except their keywords and they didn't take the granting of keywords away they just took away i think we mentioned this cosmic it energy. would be better to take away uh not give them entity and just give them the color of their core yeah, yeah actually i did bring this up yeah. i said they should just give the core that way you could still build a theme team. I could play three Green Lanterns and then somebody possessed Spider-Man. by Ion. Yeah. yeah. The, and still be a theme team. But it doesn't need to be Batman, Spider-Man, and MODOK all together with three entities. Oh, this I is... Got a, me MODOK. This is suddenly a theme team because he's right in front of me and he's cute. <laughs> um, so that's what they did with that. You just get the keyword for your Lantern Core. Um, perfect change in my opinion. I and agree. then on Bill... It's well. The one thing that's been kind of funny about the entity thing is it's like the people who were really complaining about them having to watch list for worry they're going to get destroyed now don't seem to care that much. They're like, oh, this change is fine. On Bill, they clarified uh, they did slightly nerf him, but not really much. Um, the thing that changed on Bills is the person you choose for your my high energy finder thingy power has to be adjacent to you mm. when they make the attack. Not just whenever you activate his power, they have to be adjacent to you. Yeah, and then now the line of fire for it. And what what that does is keeps you from superpowering your bullseye. Just using bullseye for example, because they often go together. Superpowering your bullseye, then TKing out your bullseye, and then hitting people full across the map. Yeah. Now you would have to spend resources in getting Bill and Bullseye. So it's basically less alpha strikey. I it guess it also would be states the that line of fire for that attack isn't blocked. Rules clarity, the phrase without line of fire is changed to line of fire for that attack isn't blocked. Now, Pharaoh is the one where we said we don't think he really needs changed at this point in the game. He got hit pretty hard. He got a, an interesting change yeah. to me. Um, he got hit pretty hard. Um, what? How he works now is that instead of always getting to move him three squares automatically, you basically have to choose. At the beginning of your turn, you have to choose to move the eagle three squares or to this turn be able to draw a line of fire and count range up to three squares, by the way. Oh, I didn't notice that. From the Falcon marker using improved heart, which is, is was the way it always was, oh. but I'm just saying they kept that part too. So you either have to move it or shoot from it. You cannot do both in the same turn now, which is a very good, uh, interesting change. Um, um, the other thing is that now it, it can, it's considered flying for movement. Right. So, like, on Realm of Death, it can't just move through walls anymore. And it and that w- would also make it take up a space on the board, if you think about it. That's true. 
Well, I, think. I don't I think. know. Let me let me read how they word it. If it here. just move, it moves as if it's a character. Okay, with yeah, flight. it does say it moves. Yeah, my bad. I didn't read the whole thing. The Falcon marker moves as if it was a character with the flight ability. And Bizarro here got smacked too. So no, Bizarro boy. finally got the change that we all said he needed to get whenever he was first created. And then a little icing on top of he that. He cannot heal. Well, I take that back. He can heal, but through support only, which is the way he should have always been. Mm-hmm. So now Bizarro uh, cannot be healed. Unless he's hit, unless he's uh, healed with support, and then a, the other change is he can't be more than 150 he, points. He cannot be more. Yeah, he cannot be more than 150 points. Um, they changed his increments to max out at 150, which is very interesting and maybe a little unnecessary if uh, they took the healing away. But whatever, that's uh, fine. Sure, whatever. <laughs> And then Proxima did not get changed, period. Just like we said, we didn't think she really needed to be changed. So, very interesting. I like them all. I was happy. Even, I mean, even the ones that got, like... Bill's clarification was kind of like what we said, too, where we thought that it might be something that's coming. And we'll see what's coming in this Trinity War and the future sets and all that stuff like that, so... Yeah, I think the change they made to Bill slows everything down. Uh, They're also, if you guys would like, if you when you're at HeroClicks.com and you're at the top... And you'll see a, a chick with a Trinity War banner going across the top. There is a video now of Trinity War unboxing, a full brick. And they got a Prime and a Chase out of it. Yeah, and yeah, that's one good point I was going to make. She got a Prime and a Chase out of the same brick. And now this gives us our... This is the current list of known figures for the set. Lex, Mera, Parademons, Firestorm, Ultraman, Owlman, Superwoman, Deathstorm, Wonder Woman, Shazam, Ocean Master, Element Woman, Aquaman, Johnny Quick, Power Ring, Hawkman, Black Adam, Bizarro, New 52 version, which, uh, Sinestro, Despero. We have not gotten a Despero in a long time. Oh, Parallax Sinestro. Yeah. yeah, that's what I was saying. You see it in the video, too, and the sculpt's really sweet. The Trench, which are the people from yep. Aquaman on the mm-hmm. first... Uh, Good generic, actually. Yeah, good generic. Atomica, Copperhead, Black Orchid, Outside. I was wondering when they were going to finally click Black Orchid. Outsider, the DO, DO agents, agent. Which those, aren't those the guys who uh, work for Argus and they run that vault of crap? I'm not honestly sure. Uh, oh, you mean in... Uh, in Trinity War? In, uh, in JLA and Trinity War? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I think so. Blackgate Inmate? That's cool. Scarecrow? Blight? Vibe? I hate Blight. He's so stupid. Vibe? Green Arrow? Ooh, we know we have Green Arrow. Madam Xanadu? Another one? Hmm. Shaggy Man? Shaggy Man. Stargirl, Katana, Sea King, and Grid. And then the chases are the oh, we're, seven wait, sins. we're actually getting Sea King. That makes me happy. Yeah, because... Sea King yeah, is a common. Yeah, the chases are the seven deadly sins. Also, somebody brought up, I thought, although I don't see it listed here, that Constantine's picture can be seen on the side of the booster with the Justice yeah. League Dark um, yeah. picture with all the Justice League Dark characters. So. so that's what we got so far. We'll share more news with you guys. I mean, I'm sure there a lot was, of you guys There was uh, rumors it. of... The Ultra Chase being, um... That was her just, like... I think it was... The girl says, like, basically is going over, going after the White Chase. She's like, it's basically the White Rabbit or something like that. And I like, think she said it is the White Rabbit. Well, yeah, but the way she says it makes it sound like it's, like... Which is a character that hasn't been clicked. Yeah, yeah. but I doubt they'd make her the Ultra Chase. Because she has, like, no presence in anything except Batman. Like, it'd be weird to throw her in the Trinity War set as a... 
I don't know. I wouldn't put it past WizKids. John Constantine and Shazam! No, that better just be like a super rare or a prime. No. Alright, so let's get into our awards. The, the meat and potatoes of this episode. Meat and taters. Meat and taters. We're some guys who love our meat. We love meat and we love taters. And we just got back from a steakhouse. In which Austin... So before we get into it, some guys let's what? take a step back. Yo, this headband, he was looking kind of cute. Yeah, I was like, I'll suck that guy's dick. Last like, year, I'm I'm this. I am not. here were our categories and award winners for last year, in case you want to feel old. All of these figures came out in 2013. You're kidding me. Our... Heroclix is older than a year? So, the best comic we voted of 2013 overall, Thor God of Thunder. Yep. Writer, Jonathan Hickman. Artist, Esad Ribic. From Thor God of Thunder. Yep. Best arc, Death in the Family from Batman. Best limited series was Forever Evil. Damn, Forever Evil was that long ago, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, best new series, Superior Foes of Spider-Man. Yep. Um, let's see. Best support figures for Marvel was Split Lip. For DC was Jinx. Best figure, less than 100 points for Marvel was Brother Voodoo. No surprise there. No surprise there. For DC was Jinx. Best figure, over 100 points, was Silver Centurion and Deathstroke from Streets of Gotham. Jesus. Or not Streets of Gotham. Uh, yeah, Streets of Gotham. Wouldn't have been? Teen yeah. Titans. Teen Titans. Teen Titans. Yeah, sorry, Teen Titans. So, that makes you feel pretty old. Uh Jinx and Silver Centurion. I cannot believe Iron Man was in 2013. That feels like not that long ago. I know, to me. that's what I said a few weeks ago. I was like, holy crap. Uh, Wolverine the X Men still throws me for a loop. So, here's what we got this year. So, we did it a little differently this year, and I think this is how we'll do it from now on. I took not only our Dial H crew, uh, which got the input on these votes, which is Drew Austin and I, along with Harry Dempsey, uh, Phil Young, and Ricky Joe White who all help us from time to time on the podcast and have been guests, especially in the early days, have been uh, frequent guests. And don't get to guest as much, mainly due to uh, work issues. But that's kind of our voting committee, quote-unquote. But we also took, for to, de- to determine who the nominees were, we actually took you guys' votes too. So I posted every day on our Facebook page and got you guys to give your input and then the figures that got the most votes on each category are the ones that became the nominees. And then from there, our voting committee put the votes out. So then we, us six, got to put in our votes on what we think were the best. So, topic number or category number one, best sculpt of the year. Our final nominees, there's four nominees for each section. Casey Flash, Superior Spider-Man, Black Lantern Zoom, and Inigo Sinestro. Second place was Black Lantern Zoom. Oh, this is bullshit. This award ceremony's rigged. And first place was Casey Flash, who had a vote from all six of us. No surprise there. Both those sculpts were really, really good. Um, best set. This one was this one is very interesting because when we when I tallied up the votes from the listeners and ours. It was, uh, who hadn't given their votes yet? Ricky, Ricky hadn't given his votes yet, and it was a deadlocked tie for the last spot. We already, I already knew Winter Soldier was gonna get in, um, Deadpool was gonna get in, and War of the Light, but the Guardians of the Galaxy comic and the Flash set were dead even. That's a crime. 
They were dead even in votes. And Ricky put in his, and he put Guardians of the Galaxy, and that put Guardians of the Galaxy in. And guess what ended up winning after all that? Was Guardians of the Galaxy comic actually got first place for the best set. on When we all did our votes, War of the Light got second. So it almost didn't even make it in, but it ended up winning. When we when we six did our votes, it ended up winning. Uh, that was a really good set. I mean, there were a ton of good sets. This was a great year. We talked about this. This is a great year for Hero Clicks in general. As I said, if every set was set up like Guardians was to me, where you have tons of good generics, and then on top of that, kind of like cool chases, but not like must-have chases, tons of unclicked figures, a solid Fast Forces. Like, it was just overall a great set. Mm-hmm. Uh, War of Light as well. Really good set. Oh, yeah. Gave us tons of figures we hadn't had clicks before. I mean, like, every other damn figure in that set was unclicked. Gave us lots of uh, characters for each Lantern core, not just a bunch of green Lanterns. Like, it gave it... It filled out a lot of the other Lantern cores. Um... Best Fast Forces or Starter Piece, and not the whole set, not the set as a whole, just the individual pieces. Our nominees ended up being Mercy, Ronin, Giganta, and Batrox, way back from the Winter Soldier, which was a good figure when I went back and looked at it. It was a great figure, actually. I don't think I've ever seen anybody play him, though. Second place was Ronin. From Guardians of the Galaxy, played him here recently. Uh, He's really we did that big game. game. He was very good. I, I'd love to play him again. Ten range, sees through characters. It's really good, and he has that free regen thing. He obsoletes the main set version. And then Mercy ended up getting first place. Yeah, pretty easy choice there. She's just seventy-five or fifty points. Like easy to fit on teams. Both dials yep. have good support. Yep. Uh, she also made it onto our support um, section. I ended up splitting the support into DC and Marvel, actually, because we got had so many good um, choices for the for a support section. We I ended up splitting them up, so I'm going to bring it up here. Um, the DC section, our four nominees were Star Lab Tech, Harley Quinn, a recent addition from Flash. Sister Cersei and Blue Lantern Recruit. Both Blue Lanterns, both really good and sealed. Really strong and sealed. Uh, Blue Lantern Recruit's going to be on this list quite a few times, actually. Uh, second place went to was a tie between Harley Quinn and Sister Cersei. And first place was Blue Lantern Recruit. Just a nuts piece. He's, he's ridiculous. I mean, he's going to be on, like I said, he'll be on this list multiple times because he's pretty Back damn up. good. Um, it, if you played War of the Light Sealed, which almost all everybody listening to this probably did, you pulled a Blue Lantern recruit, recruit. You played him like it wasn't a, it wasn't a thought. You played him. The one I, the one piece I did not expect people to not mention was High Father, because like High Father did so much. That's true. Like, but we had. I mean. That's true. He is a good. Um, it, it's surpri- I'm surprised he didn't get mentioned. But honestly, I can say that all four of those are better than High Father at supporting though. I wish I'd start. Well, he didn't make top two. I mean, like just how broken the pact was in the early stages of this year. I'm yeah. just saying. Yeah. That's a good point. I think it's also because it's out of recent memory. Uh, yeah, I suppose. But best like, support figures for Marvel: Destiny, Blind Al, Mercy, and Bill. Second place, Blind Al. Really? Yep. 
First place, Bill, Agent of Aim. Pretty, I don't want to say easy, though, because all of those deserve to be on there, especially Destiny. I just, I, I voted for Destiny and Bill. I voted for Bill and Blind Owl, because Blind Owl, I think, it's a team enabler, and that's one pe- thing I really like about And it's super cheap. What oh, is yeah. she, like 13 points? Yeah, she, I've seen her just tossed on so many teams. Just for early perplex. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, best attacker is split up into 1 to 100, and then over 100. And these two categories were very close, um, very tight, lots of good figures for each one. Best attacker from 1 to 100, Shang-Chi, Captain Marvel Prime, Yondu from the comics set, and Banshee. Oh man, this one was All of those off. are killers. Every single one of them. In fact, I played Shang-Chi and Captain Marvel Prime on a spy team today. I played Banshee. And both were so good. Austin, was... tell me how Banshee was. Banshee's ridiculous. <laughs> it was funny because when I was looking at this list, like when I was going to put in my votes, I was like, man, this is a good list, but... I think I'm going to have to go with Captain Marvel and Yondu. Then I saw Banshee at the end there. I was like, shit, this just threw everything into... Not voting for Shang-Chi. Shang-Chi's really good, but... Um, yeah, I had... I could not choose. I, Even though Yondu's so good, I put the other three above him in my yeah, head. that's the way I was, too. And I could not pick two out of three. It was so hard. Because I was going... When I looked at it and I was trying to decide, I finally started just rounding it up to... This was a very tough Overall, decision. what... Like, how many different viable teams and setups would they fit so on? So when I tell you what second place was, you're going to automatically know what first place ended up being. Second place was a tie between... <laughs> Banshee and Captain Marvel. Oh, damn. Shang-Chi number one! So, Shang-Chi, everybody had one of their two at Shang-Chi. I played him twice now, although He's the amazing. first time Austin killed him really quick. <laughs> um, he is very good. He's very fun, too. Yeah. Especially if you can get his little counter tokens going and he can get his free attacks. Uh, next category was attackers over 100 points. This one also has some real killers in it. Kyle Rayner, Kyle Rayner Green Lantern. Bullseye, Tiamat. Hey, Austin has Tiamat. Is he good? I hate them. And the main set, Electra, who is has like every attack she power. She is you nuts. Want. Charge, flurry, precision strike, blades, exploit. Like just, she has like <laughs> she just has everything. They're they're just like okay, offensive powers in the game. Charge, flurry. Okay, give them all to her. Top click. Just just okay, sure, whatever. Hundred twenty points. There you go. And then when she gets killed, she can. Kate, you can you know give tokens to hand age, uh, ninjas and come back to life and all stuff. She's really good. Uh, pretty overlooked. Second place went to Bullseye, and first place went to Kyle Rayner. That's of a no-brainer to me. I, I do think Kyle Rayner and Bullseye pretty even, uh, but yeah, mm, that does I not think, surprise me. I think this is bullshit, but... Mm. Who did you think was the best? Tiamat, of course. I mean, yeah, what... Tiamat got a couple of votes. What the fuck? Like, how can you... Like, Tiamat will fucking poop in Kyle Rayner's mouth. <laughs> I didn't vote for Tiamat. <laughs> That's because you're butthurt. But... I knew they would win Partially. because they have a more prominent figure in the uh, game itself. Best Prime. This was the closest. Oh, this one was voting voting wise. This was the closest category we had. And looking at it, was it a four way tie for first? We had a lot of prom- great primes this year. We did. Um, Captain Marvel again is nuts. Black Lantern Zoom. Everybody knows how good he is. We've talked about him a lot recently. Abinsur Green Lantern Prime, very good. good. Only 50 points gives you access to constructs, which in and of itself for only 50 points for a figure to bring that in is very, very useful. See, it has seen a lot of meta play already. And Thanasai, who 
Hasn't seen meta play, of course, because he's expensive and those you know figures don't seem to. But he's brutal. But he's larger point games. Yeah, he's absolutely nasty. Um, (laughs) Were there any votes for Tyrant and Best Attacker? No, (laughs) because he's a wall. (laughs) Um, So best Prime. It's because everyone he's played against is dead. (laughs) Pretty much. Who did you Who did you guys vote for in best Prime? Oh man, it was rough, but I ended up going Captain Marvel and Black Lantern Zoom. I went Captain Marvel and Thanosi. I went Captain Marvel and Abin Sergren. Like, <laughs> and it was tough because Zoom is a so good. Yeah. Um, second place went to Black Lantern Zoom. And first place went to Captain Marvel. <laughs> I expected that once I heard second. I mean, I played him today. And he is just He just so does everything. Good. The fact that he has energy explosion, psychic blast, and when he, after he hits you... You can't attack the next turn. He's so stupid. So good. You know what? I can't wait to play with him. I really want to play him with the power plant. Yeah, for sure. I mean, because you don't have to give him flame blast. You can give him any other ring in that spot now. You can give him extra bolts to make yep. it uh, to basically keep multiple people. Because I don't think he has to deal damage to you. I think he just has to hit you. I believe so. Let's pull him up just to double check. I mean, if you could give him multiple bolts like that through one of the rings, um, that could be getting even more play at him because he only naturally has one bolt and that would you would think that would suck for his energy explosion but he has psychic blast with it so he at least gets the one pin through um let's see he can use energy explosion end cap and psychic blast when he hits with the ranged combat attack hit targets can't make attacks during the next turn yep. he does not even have to deal damage to you the only thing is like if you use power uh power plant instead of battery or something like that, he has issues with willpower, but mm-hmm. Well, he doesn't really because his first and second click are identical. Oh true. So I, I thought he would too. When I played him today, I was kinda scared of that. And then when I realized he stays the same pushing him, I wasn't worried about it. Another thing I love about him, most times when he got hit uh, first of all, that uh defense power is amazing. Oh yeah. Defend and super senses. Modify defense values of adjacent friendlies that don't have the creed keyword by plus one. So suddenly my domino, because I was playing a spy theme, uh, had a shape change super senses and now a 19 defense. Which is dumb as hell. Which is ridiculous. Uh, yeah, very, very strong figure. And we've already seen him on multiple. Um, yeah, he, he got best prime of the year, but that was a close race. Another close race, best chase. Um, not as close as I, I ended up thinking it would be. Uh, we started off the year with Lydia, which was dominating the meta game at first when she first came out. Yep. Straight dominating. Uh, then we had Captain America Black Widow. Very deceptively good piece that a lot of people know. Does very well in, in like local games. Extreme, extremely well. And then Super Scroll Zombie. And The Question. And... Lydia, when we when this got to the voting committee, Lydia surprisingly did not get a single vote. Really? Yep. We had a forgot about Dre. <laughs> we forgot about Dre. We had a very close race for second place between Super Scroll and uh, the duo, but Super Scroll ended up winning second, say, getting second place. Super Scroll didn't make top. Two. And first place went to question. Yeah, Super Scroll is just so good, and so is Question. Like, for what you get out of those points. Number 10 is a fun category. Is it? Worst Sculpt. I felt bad for what I voted for. There's one figure that everybody pretty much, when, not even in our voting, when we did, when anybody, when people could say any figure they wanted from the whole game this year, 
almost everybody said Indigo Recruit. Really? Yeah, everybody thinks it's the ugliest thing. Um, in Which fact, one's the Indigo Recruit? Here, we'll pull it up. It's just the normal Xamron, isn't it? I want to make sure I voted for the right one. <laughs> pull it up so you can put your peepers on it. It's a bat. Oh, it's the bat, yeah. I don't mind the bat. Look at this derpy teeth and these weird-looking legs. I think it's the legs and the feet that do it for me. Yeah, he always comes out bent. Too. It was the uh, to me. It was yeah. The fact he is always bent. I've never. I've pulled like six. I've never seen one that's not flat, yeah. completely bent over, about to break off the freaking thing. I did find it weird that they picked like specific characters from each lantern core to represent the random recruits. So two, there's two recruits on the worst sculpt: Poor Indigo and Green Lantern recruit, also known as Broccoli Head. Around Please these God parts. spare the Broccoli Head from the humiliation. Star Girl, which was an awful sculpt, not just because Alex was on it, but it. Poor it was, Alex. It was awful. <laughs> it's not his fault. I love Maybe. Alex. He's a cool guy. And then Red Eyes Black Dragon, because it is tiny as shit. Yeah. I mean, you have the blue eyes and... And the blue eyes sculpt is spectacular. The thing about the red eyes is, like, the sculpt is great quality and everything, but it's so tiny and it's so flimsy. Jake and I both voted for red eyes and a couple other people. And oh, uh, I like the sculpt. I just... I want to like it, but when you see it next to the gorgeous, giant blue eyes sculpt and the Dark Magician sculpt that's even bigger... Yeah. It's big... Dark Magician is, like, twice the size of red eyes. Like, it's yeah. tiny. It's dumb. They really goofed it up. Uh, voting committee said, second ugliest clicks this year, Broccoli Head. No! <laughs> and the ugliest sculpt was Indigo Recruit. Broccoli Head actually, to me, looks like two despicable me minions, like on each other's shoulders pretending to be a Green Lantern. <laughs> he does kind of. <laughs> he has that face. He has that derpy eyes, mouth. I you know, I, I hated it at first, but once I played it, I fell in love with how retarded, ass hell, retarded as hell he looks. It just... Um, another funny thing was worst figure of the year, and <laughs> Who's almost, in this category? <laughs> almost everybody said controller and crib, like on their two choices. Um, I we, went and looked at because uh, Fast Forces Cheetah made the list too. She's yes. not that bad. She's bad. I don't know how Green Lantern Recruit made that list though. Yeah, a lot of people said Broccoli Head. I didn't personally. I didn't think because I think he's halfway decent for forty-five points or forty or however. Hey, hold on, much go is. open that Cheetah. Because I had a bad. look at her. I didn't think she was that. She's bad. bad. Harry and I both have talked about it she's multiple bad, times. She's bad, but I don't. She's bad. She's bad. But like worst figure of the year, bad. There really weren't a lot of bad figures. Though. That's true. But I mean, fifty points for pl- okay. for a blade super. Drew Alderson has played her. I'm sorry. 16 defense. Oh, I didn't even really think about the defense. Yeah, the defense no moving like... attack. 16 defense. Super senses. Yeah, she can come next to you if you miss her, but uh, you only have to hit her for four. I'm sorry. Only four clicks of life? She's she's, she's bad. She's bad. I'm but, sorry. She's but bad. I've done work with this piece, so I do not think she is the worst piece. I, I don't think she's worker. the worst either, and she didn't win. this. I haven't done dick with crib, bro. Crib is Controller Crib, Fast Forces Cheetah, and Green Lantern Recruit ended up being you guys' choices for the nominees. The voting committee says, second worst piece of shit that we got this year, Controller. Not a surprise. Cool, cool idea, bad execution. Anybody got a, a guess at what number It's one? fucking Crib. <laughs> it was Crib. Deservedly slow. Um, Everything is wrong with Crib. Well, the thing is, I like her mechanic. Yeah. Like, it sounds like a cool idea. 
Uh, I think they just accidentally slapped like an extra 75 points on the figure because <laughs> she's way too expensive for what she does. And I feel like the problem is, had they accidentally made Crib really broken, it would have been the most annoying piece like ever to deal with. I don't know about ever, but yes, it would be. It'd be up there. We're talking about a game that's had some pretty annoying this tactics at the same time. Best generic figure. I am disappointed oh, in you guys out there, listeners. Only one person said the correct choice when I asked for nominations. Like and that correct choice... And his assholes like the correct choice. The correct choice is, of course, Great Eagle. Uh, what? Have you ever seen Great Eagle? Great Eagle, like, is in the Pog? No. Great Eagle, as in the new Lord of the Rings hero clicks. I haven't even seen that one yet. If you had seen this guy, you would have voted for him. Well, because he's Let not on the you. list, so I couldn't have voted for him. No, I know, because that's because <laughs> the nominees, he only got nominated one time out of, like, 40 Was it you on your alternate nominees? Facebook page? No, it wasn't me. The votes? That's an, it wasn't me, either. And I commented on a thing. I gotta I'm like, see this I'm like, this man is the only one who got... So this is who should have won, in my opinion, but didn't even make the nominations. Hobbit Battle of Five Armies, number eight, Great Eagle. 70 points, giant, move and attack with flight. Read that trade to me, Austin. Uh, when building your force, Great Eagle does not count against a theme team. That's pretty cool. If Great Eagle, When Great Eagle is part of a theme team and uses carry, he can carry... I don't want to finish it, Hunter. He can carry four characters. He has the animal keyword. And he has charge blades exploit. That's pretty bad. Energy shield and super senses. That ain't good. And six clicks of life. That ain't good. That ain't good for seven All of a sudden, the cheetah looks like fucking shit. <laughs> I love this guy. Yeah, the cheetah is shit. He's freaking slick. I mean, the, but ability, she's done work for the ability to go on your team and not count against theme teams in and of itself is really Why? Good. Why does he even have that? And then charge blades exploit. That's the dumbest trade I've ever seen. I love him. That is like we want to sell five armies boosted. Anyway, armies. let's yeah. get back to the actual when generics. You look, when you look at the prices of individual figures from the set, everybody's like $4 and then Great Eagle's like 14 <laughs> <laughs> Even though he's a common, like everybody wants Um Anyway... Back to so, the generics that matter. Right? Our nominees that ended up getting on here. Uh, Blue Lantern Recruit, once again. Right, you guys looking a little familiar. Hand Ninja, oh. which is a good art uh, from Deadpool. Was a, was a really good hand, hand, hand Ninja. Science Police. Yep. Drew played one of those today. And my person. And favorite. Star Labs Technician. Where what did, is the Argus Agent? What did you guys Argus let me Agent's down? Balls. <laughs> Argus <laughs> Agent's too busily slurping on a cock in the alley. All right. Who, who did you guys vote for in this category? Because this was a tough one for me, for sure. Blue Recruit and Star Lab took it for me. Like, those two are just way too I'm good. not gay, so I wrote, I voted Blue Recruit and Hand Ninja. Those were my two as well, Blue Recruit and Hand Ninja. You see, we're not Why gay. Why no Star Tech? What do you guys have against Star Tech? Because Hand Ninja oh, oh, like, is way better. I, I, for me, for me, the the correct answer is definitely Blue Recruit. Blue Recruit. It's just too good for its points. Yeah, it's indeed. too amazing. I did have a tough uh, choice between Hand Ninja and Star Trek. Star Trek's like what? I I really like the flavor of Hand Ninja. Hand Ninja's so you get free attacks. You swarm. You swarm. You get free attacks. They have Hydra. They have blades. They have the power to stay. You put them with that Wolverine, and they're just fucking killer as fuck. They come back alive. It was tough. It's like you're a dad, and you have two kids, and one grows up to be a doctor, and the other like is like an artist, is a badass assassin with swords. Yeah, you love love the doctor. You love the assassin kid, but the doctor gets shit done. I mean, it's kind of like a blatant (laughs) choice there. You doctor yet? You doctor yet? Talk to me when you doctor. That being said. Hand Ninja was the clear Star choice. Labs one, right? Second place was a tie. 
Between Hand Ninja and Science. Between Hand Ninja and Science Police. Bam! <laughs> None of us three voted for Science Police. Everybody else did. <laughs> First place. Star Labs Blue Recruit. <laughs> Star Labs Blue Recruit. It was Blue Recruit. Blue Land Recruit. Best generic. Twenty four. No shit. Hashtag. That does it for the clicks section. We also did a couple comic related things and then our movie and show, and then we did some actual comics. We shortened uh, how many categories we had for comics and movies this year, though, because uh, Austin and Drew didn't get to read as much this year as they did the year before. So we just kind of hit the main things. Uh, best comic movie. This was a tough one too. We had Guardians of the Galaxy and Winter Soldier, both the two best Marvel movies in my opinion. Which are gonna win? I but for sure. I wanted to vote for this, but I figured it was futile. Go watch Snowpiercer because oh, it's yeah. fucking amazing. I, we talked about it on the podcast when you were gone. Um, I watched it on Netflix and I was ranting about how freaking it. awesome it was. Snowpiercer's great. I've heard nothing. It's great. Um, Days Future Past was also really good and was this year. I had loved Days Future Past. I've got that sitting on my DVD. You still haven't watched watch it either? No, it's I forgot about it completely. Oh my goodness. Oh, uh, we forgot about you completely. Um, what else is there? Even though Snowpiercer and Days Future Pass are really good, I think most people out there listening yeah. can agree that Guardians and Winter Soldier were something else. They were Winter Soldier exceptional. I loved Guardians, but I mean Winter Soldier flat out kind of I was kind of worried, like I, I can deal with cliches and repeats and stuff like that, but I was like I don't know if the superhero genre can just keep going forever. And then Winter Soldier was like, here's an awesome action espionage superhero movie all in one. And I loved it. It's pretty damn good. Second place. Winter Soldier. Winter Soldier. <laughs> Called it. First place. Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy. Galaxy. Uh, some people voted for Snowpiercer, and that took away from Winter Soldier's chance at tying for first. It, it was almost a tie for Winter Soldier and Guardians of the Galaxy, but... Uh, we had a couple Snowpiercer votes. I was tempted to vote for Snowpiercer I as well. I was too. But, but you I, felt like Drew knows few. I stuck with Guardians and Winter Soldier. Best comic book show. This was a, a great year for comic book shows, man. And a mate, probably the best ever. It's only going to get better. It's, yeah, it's only going to get better. I think this was the best year for comic book shows, period. We had the first season of Flash, first season of Constantine, first season of Gotham, second season of Arrow, and second season of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Um, I've now watched all of these shows. I actually just caught up last night. I started, I haven't, I have, I'm not all the way through Gotham, but everything else I'm caught up on. Um, Arrow, I, I do in, enjoy quite a bit, but I really loved Flash. Flash is Arrow. It, it has that, you can tell it's done by a similar production, like the uh-huh. same production team. You know what I mean? Like it has the same uh-huh. feel. But it's more. It's, it has more personality. It's more itself. It has more fun. I feel like they do a really good job with the villains, more yes, than sir. Arrow does. They do. And as Austin said, part of the issue with Arrow, as he was saying earlier, go ahead, go ahead they, and bring they, it up. They try to see how many people they can have make out with the main lead. Yeah. Like I feel like the romantic subplots and like the love hexagon at this point is like so thrown in there and unnecessary. Like, it's just fake tension at this point. And it's, it, it's, there's some romantic tension in Flash too, but I, they don't overdo it. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's there. They talk about it sometimes, but they don't over, overdo it. Like shove it down I mean, throat. like, I, I still love Arrow, don't get me wrong. Like, it, mm-hmm. I absolutely love Arrow. But I do too. I just feel like that's one thing, like, if they tone down in the next season, which I think in the interviews they did say they were planning on it. 
I, I would have no complaints. <laughs> um, but yeah, Flash, I am absolutely in love with right now. Constantine, pretty solid. It's It didn't blow me out of the water, but I do enjoy it when I watch it. Uh-huh. But it's not like... It's not as good as Flash. I mean, it's I pretty know. easy to say. I'm hoping Constantine comes into its element as it goes. Because it it's a weird premise to just like gun, to go gun-ho with immediately. So I'm hoping as the season drags on, like maybe the actors will get into what they're supposed to At be At first, there. I didn't like the main character that much. The guy playing Constantine. I wasn't but really sold gets... on it. But he's kind of growing on me as it goes along. He's pretty decent. Gotham... I like, but it's super slow. It's very slow. It um, It is very interesting. I like the direction they're taking it, like going way back in time and start, you know what I mean? Like developing all these, developing Catwoman, developing all these people way early. Um, and I, I like the path they're taking, but the direction is, or not the direction, but the, the, the progression of it is pretty slow a little too slow would you say it's slow because to us as comic book people we already know everybody no because there's a lot of new characters and also it's giving you it's covering things that aren't covered in comics that i think that's part of why i like the way they did it is because it's not rehashing things um it's going over characters that you may not have gotten as big of a behind the scenes look at in comic books Um, a lot of the gang leaders and stuff but uh, it's just a little too slow. And again, Flash just is, is way better than it. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I hadn't seen it all until about a month ago. I, I watched both seasons. I, I really, really want to like it. I love it. I I don't love it. I, I don't see how anybody can say they love it. I don't know. I, I enjoy it. it. It's okay. But I just don't love it. It's... It's not like one of my best shows it's ever. It's played out. Like, every episode is the same. It gets... It's too formulaic to me. I can see that. Every episode is the same um, layout. Just plug yeah. in a different, a different, you know, focus. But it's... it's The formula seems the same. It gets really repetitive and old. I do uh, like the actors. I like the team. Yeah. Um, the main chick's hot as hell. Yeah, she's <laughs> something um, else. She's really the only reason I watch it, to <laughs> be honest. Um, um, I just don't like it that much. Yeah. I'm going to keep watching it, but I just don't like it's it that much. It's kind of like the House of Superhero shows. Yeah. <laughs> house. Oh, okay. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I was like, what? It's so. A long day. Dude. Our second place. What do you guys think the second place was? Arrow. Arrow. Yep, it was Arrow. First place was Flash. Yep. Um, but not everybody voted for Flash or Arrow, just to throw that out there. There were uh, a Constantine vote or two and an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. vote or two, yeah. believe it or not. I think it'll be interesting to see where all this goes like in the fall, in the coming years. Like To see how comic book shows have jumped so much in just a year. Yeah. Like To think that like Arrow was the Arrow and Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. was all we had last year. And then to have such Who knows? So many shows this Next year. Next year, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. could just have an amazing season you know, yeah. or something. I don't know. I'm interested to find out. I'm loving how things are going. And we still, it, we're at the halfway point in the seasons right now, so we yeah. still have the whole second seasons. To me, it's going to be the half. same thing like comic book movies. Like when they first started landing like mad, I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. And then you just think it can't get any better, and all right. of a sudden just more and more and more. And then we get a Guardians of the Galaxy movie. That's a good point. Can't <laughs> wait for Daredevil. Oh yeah, that's they put a date on that. Damn right. April. I can't wait. Best ongoing comic series. 
this is kind of the cream of the crop for the comic section. No, uh, no surprise here. Saga's on here. Probably one. Batman is on here as well. I feel like Batman. I kind of wanted. To, I kind of wrote down some notes. I because I know Drew and Austin didn't get to read much this year, but I've read probably I read a little bit of what was on the list. I read more this year than I have in previous years. I've been really. I mean. I read about forty issues a week of random things, not not all not all new stuff, only a little new stuff because I had to cut down because there's so much shit, just straight garbage that comes out these days. At first, I I read everything pretty much, and then I started being like, well, "Why am I wasting my time?" That's kind of my problem. Stuff? I think is that I, I sit and I give everything a chance. Yeah, and you get invested. You're like, "Oh, I already read issue two and three. I might as well keep reading four, five, and six. <laughs> I had to make myself stop. I had to start dropping stuff. It's like when you're eating something that just tastes terrible, and you're like, but I'm already halfway through. I might as well just So I wanted to go over real quickly just some of my thoughts on, on my comics as I went through the year. Um, some letdowns for me, not necessarily ones that were awful, but got worse from 2013 to 2014. Thor God of Thunder lost a little of its steam. It's still good. It's still it's still one of my favorite books. Don't get me wrong, but it was so good at first. Yeah. Um, it was almost inevitable that it couldn't keep up. Same with Batman. Um, I, I still love Batman, of course, but it's not as good as the... like each, With each arc, it gets a little bit worse. It's still good. It's still a great book. And I, I think I can still see it deserving to be on best ongoing comic. It's it wasn't my vote, but I can still I can respect it being there. But it definitely is is on a slight downward slope. Swamp Thing, same way. Um, Animal Man got kicked, uh, got dropped, unfortunately. And Swamp Thing is kind of taking a, a kind of going down the slope as well. Which is a bummer. Every single X Men book has been a letdown this year. Oh yeah. Every one of them, unless you count Uncanny Avengers, because I do love Uncanny, Uncanny Avengers still. But the rest of the X-Men books are all crap. I don't care what you say. They're, they're freaking crap. Um, it's because Wolverine. And that's too. disappointing to me, too. Even the new X-Force, I wanted to like it. Um, Phantom X is in it, and but it's just so poorly written. and it's, uh, That's, how, it's that's how I thought about the new X-Force. Was like, it has like moments that are like, man, if they could really just keep like this, I would love it. But then it just lets you down so so bad every single issue. Uh, Future's End. By God, this is the biggest disappointment of the year for me. I'm sorry. Buddy. Definitely. Issue Zero was fucking amazing. I know. I like they give you this uh, awesome premise, and yeah. and Terry's the main character. And oh, I'm like, oh it's shit! I'm the orgasm in right now. It's fucking Terry. Drew read He's enough to be character. disappointed. Trust me. I read the first couple issues and they were so good. They were. And then they're like, okay, here's the book. It's going to come out every week. Five, four or five different writers are each going to write oh, a few pages no, of it. It's totally going to work. It didn't work. It, it doesn't work. It's crap. It it has a couple storylines that are okay and a couple that are just straight garbage. Now when I read I still read it because I'm like, I'm this invested in this book at this point. And Terry's in it, so I can't stop reading it. Fuck but And Frank is in it. But yeah, when dude. certain people's parts come up, I don't even read it anymore. When Firestorm's part comes up, I don't read it. It sucks. It's fucking stupid. I just want to blatantly say, like, my big issue with events in general is I do not like multiple writers on events. It, stick with the same well, writing team throughout. This also isn't really an event. It's an ongoing Fuck, um, series with yeah. four different plot lines. 
and they do they have introduced a character I really really like and it's very interesting even though I'm sure a lot of people don't like her just because of her power set and everything but her, her name is 50 Sue and she's a super over the top powered character in the form of a like a a 12 year old girl so she's a Mary Sue have you seen it? yeah she is a that's why her name is called with 50 a name Sue. that rhymes with 52 right she is, design. but it's interesting the way they do. That's a terrible design. The way she is, it's interesting. So, it's what is not, this slosh? No, it's just trust me. <laughs> just trust me. Slosh She's, got any best? Uh... No, slosh isn't even around anymore. Um, it's interesting though. Trust me. If you read it, you would like her. No, like, I'm, oh. in, I'm in for the set uh, votes. Yeah. Did anyone vote slosh for best set for the year? Oh no. Or yeah. Um, when we did the fan votes, but yeah. it didn't make it to one of the four finalists, no. Well, um, I that, yeah. Yeah, Future's End, sadly, is pretty crap. Uh, I still keep reading Sue. it, but it's going down the drain. 50 Sue. <laughs> 50 Sue's awesome. She's one of the few points of the freaking story that I actually I, I believe Hunter on this. So I want to believe Hunter, but that sounds so ridiculous. Guardians of the Galaxy, I really liked it the year before last when Tony was with them. They had some interesting plot lines they were shaping, and now it just is Fraction slowly... Fraction was the one who started that run, right? Yep, it's slow. No, it was Bendis, wasn't it? Or was it Fraction? I am Fraction. I'm pretty sure it's Bendis, but we'll check. Um, it's slowly as crap. Teen Titans got a new series. Oh, shit. I'm all excited. Just as bad as the last Teen one. Teen Titans get a new series. Way worse than the last one. It's bad. It's so bad. I've already, I dropped it after it's, three issues. For me to drop a Teen Titans book... Just instantly, it's, it's straight in it? garbage. Who's in it? The normal, the ones that were in the new the first run of New Fifty Two, like all the same one. people, um, mm. except it's even worse. How's it worse? No, it's bad. It? Read it. Try to read I don't it. Want oh, to read Bunker's it. still in it. I they're really Bunker. pushing the gay side of Bunker. Oh, like, they're, fuck they're you, like, sucking dicks every like, panel. <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta have something. Oh my god. To make god, dude. Bunker unique. Um, oh. Bunkers. Fantastic Four. I don't even have to explain that and why that's a letdown. That's that 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 those two words in the year 2014. They are, are purposefully a... letting Fantastic Four die off, and I'm gonna let them do it because I can't stand reading it anymore. And Hawkman uh, fi finishing uh, up is very sad for me. Uh, it was sad for me too, buddy. But my personal favorites this year. Now that we're done, now I'm done bitching about everything. Saga has stayed. Stay the course. Still, I was really honestly last year. I was worried about this one. It's not as amazing at, as it was at first, but it still is like still super interesting. I still, when I see that Saga comes out that week, I'm still like antsy, like oh shit, Saga comes out this week. Like I can't wait to read it. Um, most improved book for me, Invincible. Like this was a Invincible's always been good, but this was, was a bended. this was a banner year for Invincible. Like. Big shit's popping. Oh yeah, right now. I just remember because like I had got caught up on Invincible and Hunter's like, "Oh my gosh, Austin, you gotta read the new issue." And like that's that's happened like two or three times now. Like either you or Phil or somebody always must be, "You gotta read the new issue." And um, it, it has been so much big shit going down. There's a new Hellboy book that just came out that only has two issues now, but I absolutely love it. It basically it goes back before the main run of Hellboy started and it shows you like his very early days when Professor's still alive and everything and like when he's a rookie and like everybody treats him crap you know what I mean like it's interesting to see that aspect um I'm loving that so far uh Black Widow I, I remember talking about Black Widow yeah. on this cast a lot 
Because you you started reading it. I started at reading first. and then I stopped about three three issues in. Because we loved the art. Phil Noto's oh, art yeah. on Black Widow is amazing. Um, and I was like, this is a book that has amazing art and has a solid story. If they can get some interesting storylines, this could be a big book. I think for me, it has took it has taken that step. Surprisingly, it has taken the step to into top tier books for me at least, um, especially for Marvel. If I'm just talking about the best Marvel books, Sex Criminals is still so fucking funny, and I'm still sad that neither one of you guys have read it because I know you would love it and we would talk about it. All I see the time. it on all the on all the websites under ratings and stuff it's like that. So hilarious, and for me, it is up there for book of the year. Um, Chew is still hilarious. Had a great year. The new Rocket Raccoon series, I'm glad a lot of you guys uh, nominated it for this because I agree, it was really, really good. Scotty Young, Rocket Raccoon, you can't go wrong. Like The best artist on the best book for, uh, you know, anytime that you see Scotty Young, Rocket Raccoon all in the same sentence, you your dick should get hard just immediately. Uh, I don't know about that, but okay, Hunter. Ultimate Spider-Man has always been one of my favorite books. It had a pretty solid year. I enjoyed it. They kind of took a, a different turn with everything and I enjoyed it. And then as far as new series that I've tried, Low is an interesting one. And this one I talked about you recent, with you about recently, where it has a really cool sci-fi premise, but it the art is it's, it's very uh, distracting. Yeah. It's, very, it's good at times, and at other times it's so cluttered it takes you out of the book. And I'm not the apparently not the only one who thinks this because I was on a comic site the other day and somebody's bitching about the same thing and everybody was chiming in like, yeah, it's pretty. I think it was on the subreddit, the comic subreddit. So, uh, but I gotta say it's pretty interesting. Black Science too is is another uh, real cool sci-fi book. But anyways, those are some of my personal you know what faves. I completely forgot about how's East of West going? I stopped reading it, um, not because it was awful. It did kind of take a downward slope, but that book's so complicated. I wanted to let a bunch of issues build up and then read them That's together. what I did, and I completely forgot it even existed. Because from month to month, it's hard to remember, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's yeah. hard to remember what happened. So if you guys are looking for some books to catch up on that happened this year, those are some of my favorites. Um, that being said, the four finalists we had for best series overall were Saga and Invincible, Sex Criminals, and Batman. Second place was a tie between Batman and Invincible and first place was Saga. Not surprising. Hey, I told you. That was a winner last year too. I was the only one who voted for Sex Criminals but to be fair, I'm probably the only one who read Sex Criminals. This is true. Uh, number, our next uh, was Best New Series. There were a lot of uh, series I could have put here. Um, a couple that are good that didn't make it. The new Miss Marvel series. I think I, me and you talked about this before. Mm-hmm. I... I know a lot of people like it out there in like comic reviews. It gets good reviews. In comic land. It, it gets good reviews. I don't like it that much. Oh, snap! I really don't. I didn't like the first issue that much. I, I, I it get it. Me. I, I do think they're doing a good job. I can see, let me put this way, I can see how people would like it a lot. Yeah, it's just I, I not my thing. Um, I can see why a lot of people would put it on their list. A lot of you guys didn't list it, though, on your favorite new series, and that's why it didn't end up getting nominated. But, um, yeah, it's just not my cup of tea. But if you're interested in that, it is worth reading. The There's a Marvel series, Miss Marvel, not um, Captain, but Miss, M.S. It's a totally new girl. Um, they, It's pretty good. Black Science, as I mentioned earlier, that's a good series to check out. What happened to the new Ghost Rider? 
Uh, the new Ghost Rider, I read that uh, f the first arc of it. It's okay. The art's really cartoony. The story even starts turning a little cartoony. But uh, if you're a big Ghost Rider fan, you might like it. Who's the Ghost Rider in it? It's a new kid. Oh. He drives a car. Yeah, he drives a car. Uh, you have to I know, check that's, it. What I, that's how check I Check it out. It. I mean, that's just download a few out. issues of it, see what it's like. Um, it was it was pretty mediocre for me, though. I dropped it. It was oh, one of those. Johnny Johnny says, now, if it was a monster truck, if this if it was a monster truck driver that turns it into yeah. a ghost Okay, driver, I would be on board for that. <laughs> so, a lot of you guys said a lot of the new series that I would have put on here as well when I did my votes. Uh, Rocket Raccoon with Scotty Young has been hilarious and has amazing art. Fade Out. I'm glad to see a couple of you guys put it on, put this on your list too. Fade Out's really cool. It's set in like the, I guess it would be the 50s almost, 60s, 70s. No, I'm probably more like the 60s and 70s in Hollywood. Almost has kind of a Mad Men type feel to it. Mm. And it's kind of a murder mystery type of thing, but it's drawn really well too. It's, it Sounds is a good, good overall book. I like it. Um, it kind of has a... Uh, a Brubaker crime vibe to it. It's really cool. Yeah, Ricky probably would. Um, Velvet. Speaking of Brubaker, Velvet's a good book, and I know I know Ricky's loving that book so far. And then Low, which is a what I was just talking about. Low is a really cool sci-fi premise. Um, it's just the art, and and it's getting more interesting with every issue. At least in my opinion, um, they have a really cool storyline. I forget who reads it. It's one of our big main writers, though. Oh, sorry, Lowe didn't end up making it. Um, <laughs> I was about to say. I voted for Lowe, but it didn't get on here. Mute. I'm trying to rig the votes. You heard it here, folks. No, Lowe didn't get any votes. I didn't Hanging chads. Let me, it's going to drive me crazy if I don't uh, <laughs> look up who writes Lowe, because it's going to drive me nuts. Oh, it got on IGN's list. Oh, my gosh. So, Drew, how was your day? It's pretty good. Beat you down. Yeah. Yeah, you did. <laughs> he just went straight to it. Fucking beat you. Because for Drew, this will be a medal that he will wear for about two weeks, and then he'll get tired of it. And then he'll beat me, like, another time, and it'll start all over again. Beat was not the word it's for what happened It's a cycle of abuse, today. verbal and physical. I, it was a lot like, more verbal than physical, but... Rick Remender writes Black Science. Lowe is not on here. No, oh, Rick Remender writes Lowe as well. Okay, yeah. Damn, Remender. Yeah, he's had a good year, man. Remender does so much shit. Um, but our finalists ended up being Velvet, Fade Out, or sorry, I got the wrong ones on here. It's the one on the Dial H page. Velvet, Fade Out, Rocket Raccoon, and United States of Murder, which is a book I actually haven't read yet, so in all... I haven't had time to read that yet, and I'll uh, just going to throw that out there. But I have heard amazing things about it, and I think that's a Bendis book. No oh boy, here we go again. Gosh, so, Drew, how was your day? <laughs> United States of Murder. I could only kill you so many times. There you go, Bendis. I could only kill you so many times. But uh, second place. Second place. Tie. Tie? Oh. Velvet and... U.S. Murder. U.S. Murder. Best new series. Fade Out. Fade Out. Surprising. 
surprising. I figured I was the only person who read that, but a couple other people voted for you, you were I wrong. loved Rocket Raccoon, but, uh, yeah. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, for me, it definitely deserves it more for art than it does for comic. And here it is. Last category, best art. Saga. Yeah. Again, Fiona's kicking, Fiona Staples still kicking ass on Saga. Uh, Rocket Raccoon, Scotty Young. Again. Scotty Young. Just look up Scotty Young, Rocket Raccoon, if you want to see some amazing art. It's better than porn. Scotty Young. Black Widow. Phil Noto. Austin and I have both talked about it for oh, multiple yeah. times on the podcast. It amazing might be art. my favorite art in a comic this year. Some beautiful covers for sure. Oh, yeah. Definitely up there on best covers for it's the last It's just got that years. cool like watercolor look to it. She, he draws women so beautiful. I was on his... Uh, Instagram the other day and looking at just some of his sketches like and he did like multiple sketches of lots of the girls in the Marvel Universe he does such a beautiful yeah. job on women he's just something else um, TMNT really yeah, really really big book uh, there were honestly easily like a dozen or more this was a good best art's always a good a hard category because art's art in itself is so subjective yeah you know it's easy to say what was best series because then you you're taking into account writing but when you're talking about art it's like for me i can't stand the art in the new silver surfer series by the way oh i can't either that's another new series that people are raving about i didn't like uh, silver surfer all that much but that's another new series i got an argument with some guy on the subreddit about that because i do not like it either it's ugly as fuck can't stand it but apparently some people think it's the best art that's ever graced the planet i mean to be fair each their own but i hate it that's what i'm saying so art's very subjective there could easily be a ton of other people on here we're gonna get so many angry emails from silver surfer fans but these are the ones that uh, ended up making our Guys list. Guys paint themselves silver and go streaking down the street in the middle of the night. <laughs> uh, on that note, uh, this is Greg Capullo on uh, Batman has been really, really good this year. Batman's been great overall. But best art, our nominees were Saga, Rocket Raccoon, Black Widow, and TMNT. This, I could not, I'm not even joking, I could not decide between Saga, Rocket, and Black Widow. I almost didn't, I almost didn't vote because I just, I... I feel that strongly you about... You voted Black Widow, didn't you? I feel that strongly about Rocket and Black Widow. I actually voted for Rocket and Widow. So both. I didn't vote for Saga. Everybody else only voted for Saga, <laughs> or they voted for Saga and TMNT. I voted Black Widow and TMNT, I thought. Did you? I don't think you did. Oh, you did? Yeah, I was going to say. I like Saga's art, but... TMNT has had some of the best covers I've seen recently, and uh, Black Widow's art is just probably, as I said, probably my favorite. Too bad the movie was shit. First place, Saga. That's an easy one. What was second place, Hunter? It was a tie between all the other ones. (laughs) (laughs) Was it actually a tie between all three? Yes, it was. Uh, I fucking love Rocket and Black Widow art-wise. I'm glad you guys do too and then threw them on here. I freaking loved it. Batman also got some votes. Batman and, and TMNT actually tied on the art votes, but since Batman was already in the ongoing comic, I decided to, to choose TMNT for this section to give it some give it a chance. Uh, it's a good year for comics, man. It's a good year for clicks too. Best clicks year we've had in a long time. I feel like every year we say that. It's a good year for clicks and a good year for comics. Good year for comic book TV and comic Saber book Saber 2 should have won best chance. Shut up, Drew. Well, because 
the battery on the laptop. I will kiss you die. on the mouth, Ricky Bobby. <laughs> Ricky Bobby. It's Kenny Rod. Kenny Rogers. Close enough. I guess we. God, y'all's feet are just rotten. One of you guys has some. Nah, sticky that's ass Drew feet. Alderson. I've got some gross ass feet. <laughs> He's on a podcast. Also, stinky feet. I think um, help. I think your dog walked in here and just ripped one. Well, and not only that, the cat likes to shit like right before we get in here. It's like, hey, oh, I heard you guys recording podcasts in here. Come in here and come here, shit my pants. Son. Drop a fresh turd uh, for you guys. Yeah, just, smell that piece just of shit. Set the mood. So if you wonder why we're in such sour moods all the time, now you understand. <laughs> uh, some important things for the podcast this year. Okay. These are some fun notes I thought I would share. Some highlights of the year, if you will. I see one word on that list that I don't like. We added two new segments. We have Hunter's Hidden Gems and Bad Samaritan to go along with Drew's Silver Age value. One Hunter. still reigns supreme. So two new segments. Bad Samaritan. We spent no. pretty much a full year arguing about chili. Oh, yeah, that was pretty good. We had some listener guests on whenever the boys couldn't make it, and I had to record by myself. I want to thank you guys. It's been a long time since we did that, but that was fun. We interviewed Jeter champion uh we took in this was in january this is at the beginning of the year in january we took the number one spot on itunes for uh, uh the most downloads of the hero clicks podcast yeah we did so it only took us a month to do that um we already had it in podbean because we're i think we are the only hero clicks pot podcast on podbean if we're not, or no don't, we're not we're don't not strip us of our we're war. not actually um what you call it was on there i think before we started. Wow, was it, what you called? I love that Was it Push to Region on... Um, <laughs> Push to actually know. Did they have a Podbean? Or maybe, they it might have, have been of other site. It might have been another hosting site. But anyways, we already had it for Podbean, but what now we have it. What you call it is just the best clicks guys. Uh, Sorry. Welcome to What You Call It. Sorry, it's Drew. late. <laughs> Starring Andrew Alderson. He's on a podcast. <laughs> oh, on two podcasts. He's on, Andrew just goes on everybody's multiple <laughs> random-ass podcasts. Funny story. Like, hey, Drew Alderson. Funny story. I've actually been invited to multiple podcasts (laughs) because... Dude, you need to do it. And then free advertises. (laughs) I don't think any of those podcasts will come to existence. So we're now number one on iTunes and Podbean. Um, Only took us until the end of January to hit the iTunes. And we also, this year, hit 100,000 plays on Podbean. 100,000 of you morons thought it'd be a great idea to listen to us talk for two hours. And I think we're not too far from 200,000. Let me pull it up. Holy crap. At this point, because that was also pretty early in the year. We're at, or sorry, we're at 135,000 right now, which isn't bad. That ain't bad. For 78 episodes. Uh, so those are some highlights. Of course, the chili thing, pretty fresh in the mind. Mm. The wounds are still open, and we all the we salt all still rubbed in <laughs> vigorously. Um, we decided this year, or I decided, and the boys think it'd be a fun idea. Is if, if we, we did, we have to. If we did, <laughs> if we voted for a super fan, we chose a super fan. So what? What this is going to be is a way for you guys to fight to the death for our love, like we're your real parents. Well, you're going to tell me. Austin has a rough home life. Yeah. You haven't noticed. Uh, there doesn't... used to be five of us. <laughs> <laughs> one of them did. There's six, but one didn't even make it out of the womb. I've told you about the golden child system my mother's implemented, right? Where yeah. one of us is the given best at any given time. Uh, so what this is was I wanted to... We want I, we want to designate... Give the title of superfan. Dial each superfan. To one of you guys, and this is basically just bragging rights for a full year. 
a way for you to be an asshole to every other Dial H listener, and they can't do shit they can't, about it. They can never take this away from you. <laughs> Anytime we read your name on the podcast, we're going to say, blah, 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 super fan. Uh, You'll get a sticker. These were the four finalists I chose. There were, of course, dozens of you guys that easily could have made it, but these were the four that I ended up uh, listing. We had Eric Lennell writes us emails with questions every week. Um, Except that one week. Austin uh, often often has very good uh, um, discussion-enabling questions. You know what and I mean? Argument. And argument-enabling <laughs> questions. Um, Will Holland has been a longtime contributor and was a listener guest at the beginning of the year, and I uh, enjoyed having him on. Our man from Japan. <laughs> if he didn't make this list, I was going to be a little depressed. Um, just for the funny Japan laughs. That was, that's got to be on our uh, greatest hits of the year right there. We and got then, a man from Japan now. And Renokon, who's been doing dial designs with this from the beginning. And now helps me judge uh, the dial design contest. Since Drew and I are too lazy. And uh, also exactly. do, is also always done a good job at keeping up with statistics on our dial design oh, yeah. thing too. Like um, who's won the most, how many times, like what dials have gotten ten, you know, thirties and and all that stuff. He does he I does think some he work. Might just be hyper competitive. So and he also writes in good questions from time to time. Yep. So this was tough. Oh, this was really tough. For me, I ended up having a tough decision with my vote between um, I had it broken down to Eric Lennon and Renacon. And I ended up going with Eric Lennell. What do you guys think? I'm about on the same two. I mean, Rinnecon does a lot for us. But Lennell has been consistent. And I like a man with consistency. You just like a man, period. You can stop there. No, no, no. I have my standards. They may be low, but they're still standards. You like men with uh, sharp-looking haircuts (laughs) wearing bandanas and tight jeans. Nope. (laughs) I think Drew might be dying. (laughs) Is he gonna take you back to the Super Eight three course? <laughs> no, it's it's four and a half for Austin. Oh God, Motel four and a half. I don't uh, even understand what's going they're on. Inside, <laughs> they're inside dick jokes between me and uh, Drew. Uh, and Austin doesn't get it. This is the best part. Drewster, who who is your super fan of the year? Everyone, mostly because Eric Lindell's gonna win because he already has two votes and I can look like a great guy. <laughs> You're true. all my super fans. Yeah, Eric Lindell's gonna end up taking it for us for super fan of the year. Um, everybody's deserved, and yeah, again, a- there's a lot of people that weren't on those top four. That yeah, there's a lot of arguing and debate over it all, but Lindell Lindell can go and talk shit to everybody now. So Lindell has know. the title of Dial H super fan for. All of 2015. <laughs> Don't know what good that is or what it's going to do you in life. <laughs> job resumes. It's going on his job resume. Be sure to flaunt that around like Austin <laughs> does his cocksucking trophy. Hey, hey, I earned that. <laughs> you sure did. You should have seen that tournament. That was a long, grueling tournament. <laughs> it was like the Karate Kid. <laughs> <laughs> what a coincidence. The soundtrack was exactly the same. <laughs> you had to sweep the leg at one point. <laughs> the fucking... They gonna be cocksucking oh Gojo and they were like, no mercy! <laughs> I was like, Austin, come on, buddy! You've been training for this your entire life! <laughs> Alright, let's quickly do reader mail. Let's wrap Before this, this gets up. any worse. Um, 
from Gmail, Ross Rockefeller. Don't know if that's a real name, but if it is, kudos. Uh, I'm sure you've had a fun life. Rockefeller must right be, after this. Must be drowning in vagina. <laughs> just just drown. Just beating it off of just, the stick. You just gotta tell him your name, Ross Rockefeller. <laughs> Uh, says, women love alliteration. Uh, subject, episode 77. Awesome episode, guys. Here's a cut of my favorite bit. Oh, he has a little uh, thing. I'm, I can't play it on the on my phone, but uh, he says, great moment. Quick question. What tactics are best to introduce to new players first? Thank you, Ross. Relics. No... Well, I don't know if you mean um, like with the process of how to teach people the game, oh. or if you mean tactics that don't have to do with, uh, like Austin's saying, tactics like that relics don't, or resources that or don't have yeah. to do. If with... If you're talking about resources, as in tools to use to help get people playing, YouTube.com/slash Glass Cabinet Films probably be your one-stop shop for all things here. If you're if you're referring to what Austin's saying. And you're saying what game tactics would be best to start with? Um, I think I agree. I think I'd go relics. Because relics are relics relics. easy. It's stand on them, roll a dice, pick and, up. And it up. gives you most of the time they give you powers and modifiers that already exist. Yeah. You know what I mean? It, it's okay. This super powered you. It gave you this and this. I also feel like relics are a stepping stone to resources because resources involve relics. I would go relics. If you're talking, and then maybe ATAs, yeah, and then resources. If you're talking about Babby's first resource, I would say Book of the Skulls. Oh, as far as which resource to teach first? Yeah, probably Book. Um, well, N- maybe Gauntlet's pretty easy. Gauntlet. Ah, I forgot. See, I forgot about Gauntlet. It rotates, and all of a sudden, it's out of your heart, Drew. I think Gauntlet's pretty easy to pick up. Yeah, go with Gauntlet. Gauntlet's pretty simple. And then, yeah, probably Book. Um, if you're talking about actually teaching the game, that's another subject I can talk about and give advice on, but it's long. So if that is what you're talking about, just re-send me one and, and, ver- and yeah, we'll- clarify, and I can go over that. Because I have a pretty good stance on... I- I've been meaning to make a video, but it, it will be so time-consuming to make. Um, well, Hunter will grow a beard ten times longer than... That's right. He'll look like Gandalf by the end of it, and now he'll want to do it. Well, Austin and I will be fighting the Battle of Helm's Deep. <laughs> Drew's the orc. Oh. I meant we were working together. Oh. It could be our Gandalf, you fucking prick. <laughs> Never mind. Uh, <laughs> Abel sends us a couple questions. Uh, hey guys, I love the last episode. Number one, what are your what are some tips you could give to someone to help someone who's thinking of doing podcasting? Oh Jesus Christ! Find someone to do all the work for you, exactly once a week. This guy knows (laughs) true facts. I'm sure that would be fun, but I can't say I've had the luxury of being in that position. Um, Let's see. I would say I'm just being honest. first you need to find a good hosting website. I do like Podbean. Podbean. That being said, it's there's the only, a lot of good ones. It's though. the only one I've ever tried. Yeah. Um, what I like best about Podbean and why I chose it is the price is pretty cheap per month, but also because its uh, interface is easy to use. It's pretty simple to pick up. You don't have to be fucking no coding and anything or anything like that. Um, it also integrates with iTunes very easily, and to me, iTunes is the key. Yeah. If your podcast is not on iTunes, you can't expect it to get and played or downloaded that much. We've had fans like before, like if something happens with iTunes, like I have, we've had so many people tell us like 
Well, I couldn't listen to the podcast this week because something was up with iTunes or something like that. Like, we can tell how many of our listeners actually just listen through iTunes. Uh, number two, or uh, also on that topic before I digress, um, if you're looking for a good mic, it kind of depends. There, there's, I mean, when we first started, I just did some re, I did research as I do with everything. I spent a lot of time reading up what are best hosting sites, what are best microphones. Microphones a good one to look into. Um, if you're doing what we do, where you have multiple people but you're all in the same room, I can't suggest the microphone I have enough. It is fan fucking tastic. And I've suggested it to uh, to two other people who do podcasts, and they both also love it. It's the Yeti Blue uh, microphone. It's silver. Um, it's a little over a hundred bucks if you find it on sale. Um, I think I paid like a hundred and ten when it was on a really good sale, but usually it's like a little more than that. Great microphone. If you're looking for ones uh, where it's just you and maybe talking to other people, you may want to go with headset versions. Just do research. There's articles out there that can help you. And this microphone has the Hunter Smith fan-fucking-tastic seal of approval. Right. It's on the box <laughs> It's on the box. The new the new models, when they come out, it says it on the box. The it's box quote, gives me comfort. And I, the, another thing I think about podcasting that people need to keep in mind, too, is if you start a podcast, don't like take the views to heart right off the bat. You got to remember, like when we started out, it was because the, the three of us wanted to swear and talk shit to each other about hero clicks for two hours. Yeah, I agree with Austin. And the viewers just came. Be pleasantly surprised at your progress as a whole. When you start your first podcast, are going to be god awful. Oh, it'll be terrible. Our so first one bad. is the worst in the history. I cannot of listen podcasting. to our first episode. I can't either. If I go back and try, to, I don't suggest it to you guys because you'll look at us in a totally different light. I want to go or punch. F- I want to punch Hunter every time I listen to it. I'm just like, I hate you. And then I, I look at Drew and I'm like, I already hate you, so I can't hate you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's just so bad. It's but awkward. It, it's you're, it you're not comfortable. But, you don't know. It, you get better with time. I mean, honestly. I, I listened through, back through our episodes, not a lot, but I've, I've went back through every single one of them at least two, maybe three times. And with Which each one... Maybe he should have won the super fan. With, with each one, <laughs> no joke, I, I'm not being, I'm not using hyperbole. With each single one, we literally get better with each episode. Oh, like we it do. Just, it, you really do. it, And mm. that goes for most podcasts I've listened to. I listen to a lot of podcasts. You notice when Drew Alderson came back, he was right on it, fucking, <laughs> just immediately. And it just it it kind of, like the podcast just starts flowing better too as it goes. You on. get better as you go. You become more comfortable speaking into a microphone, and uh, you just become a better type, person. Sometimes I forget the microphones here, and I just think we're talking shit to each other. And also, end. as far as uh, <clears throat> programs to use for your sound editing, oh, that's, that's another good uh, thing to research up on. If you're just one and cheap, you're not going to do much editing. You can go Audacity. It's free. That's yep. what I use. It, Audacity's free. I've used other ones that are more in-depth and have really good editing tools. And if you want to add you know, music and other things, you can use you can use those too. But almost all of them are paid. So just, I mean, do research. There's lots of good articles on those things as well. And that's the thing that all any, any recording thing like this goes is if you're willing to put money into it, there's always better options. But... I mean, there's always good good alternatives on the cheap. Number two, would Hunter chug a two-liter bottle of RC Cola if Austin admitted Fritos are better than Cheez-Its and chili? Probably not. First of all, Hunter would never drink a two-liter of RC Cola. That's not a good question because Austin knows in his heart 
Yeah, that's, that's that, that Fritos are bullshit. Are better and chili than cheese. Cheez-Its will live forever. He just can't. He can keep it. biting this. I battle, will take it to my grave. Knows in his soul. If Drew offered me a hundred dollars right now to recant my opinion, I wouldn't do it. And second of all, no. Austin Smith, I will offer you one hundred dollars right now. Shake on it. <laughs> <laughs> See how easy he sticks to his laurels. <laughs> My morals are for sale, thank you very much, and a hundred bucks just happens to be the sale point. And finally, do you think there's any chance of Vandal Savage being a decent piece to use? No. no. I don't like him that much. He's trash. He's the worst character in the history of DC. I, like, deep in my heart, I hope somehow someone breaks him. Guess what? But I know it's not gonna happen. Just like you he's... keep hoping that Cheez-Its are better than Fritos in chili. I hope when it's true, true. I don't think he's garbage, but he's not very good. He's, he's, he's not going to be amazing. Krona's better than him. No, that's that's low, Drew. That's... Krona is probably better than Krona. Him. Krona almost made the list. He had a lot of votes for worst what? figure. Worst oh, figure. okay. I thought you meant for best, and I was about to just be like, no. fuck. All right, so new... I voted for Krona, and he's better than Mandel Savage. It's Newly so... knighted superfan. Eric, Eric Linnell. Mm, I bet that feels good to him. He says, hey guys, I would love to be on Bad Samaritan sometime. You got it, buddy. You'll be on next week. Oh, you're the super fan. You can do whatever you want. Number one, is Fiddler going to take celebrity teams to the next level? Fucking A, he will. I do like Fiddler a lot. I do like Fiddler, too. And uh, celebrity teams are fun. I hadn't even seen him until I pulled him like a few weeks ago. And I was looking at this figure like, how the fuck did I know know this guy existed? Number two. Fiddler was close on Drew Alderson's top five list. Is yeah, that's true. For when we did our favorite things yeah, of the year, yeah, he's, he's up there. Uh, number two is Wiz Kids trolling the player base by splitting Justice League and Justice League of America keywords. I wish they'd make up their damn mind. That's all I, agree. I care about. I commented Seriously. on the I commented on the thread because this kind of started a little discussion in our group too. I like them splitting keywords. I think what they should do is split the keywords and make versions of characters from their tenures in each of those teams. The problem is, as Hunter said, whiz kids can't decide what the hell they want to do. Yeah, I don't. I like. I see what Austin's saying, but the problem with what Austin's saying is they don't stick to it. They don't make. Ev- there'll be some other figures in this set. I guarantee you that just say Justice League. Oh, yeah. They don't say Justice League mm-hmm. of America or Justice League Dark. Like they can't make up their damn minds, and that makes it difficult. It, at, now, this is obviously not for Metaplay, but like at my venue, like. If somebody said, hey, I have two figures that are Just League and two that say Just League of America, can I use it and play it like it was Theme Team? We would definitely, at our venue, we would say, hell yeah, like, that's fine. So just, <coughs> you know, that's something you can decide for you at your at your venue. Or like at ours, like, we will errata Madam Web, Constantine, Zandu, all the ones that came out in New 52, we'll errata them and give them Justice League Dark Madam Keyword. Web. So, Madam not Madam Web, Web uh, <laughs> Madam Xanadu, sorry. Okay, Number three, okay. what storyline would you like to see for the Inhuman film? Ooh, there's mm-hmm. a lot that could go with. Mm-hmm. Um, I I would like it to stay all in space. I'd like it to be definitely. It definitely needs to involve the Kree because that's their main thing. I mean, that's where they come from. That's one of their main uh, oh, antagonistic groups in all their comics, or in a lot of their early comics, I should say. But see, like at the same time, I feel like. They're going to have to build up the Kree a lot, I think, to actually manage to build a whole movie with running off the Inhumans. I don't think so, because they already established yeah. Ronan and Guardians. And yeah, they, but they talk. didn't establish him as Kree they necessarily. Kinda talk, yeah, they, I mean, they talk about the Kree for a brief moment and talk about how they're nasty and all that stuff. Like, I I feel like that's why, in, where I would in go. Inhumans is after Miss Marvel, right? What do you mean? 
the when, most Marvel when movies it comes coming out, out before. I couldn't tell you. I don't know. I can't remember. I believe I believe it is, and if it is, I think then yeah, I think they could go with that. I almost wonder though if they'll take an Inhumanity route. I I don't I don't know. I mean I I, I have no idea what they're gonna do. Like Terrigen Mist get loose, make a bunch of Inhumans, and then no, please no. If you, I I'm not saying I want that. I'm just saying he's I asking see them what doing would we it. like. I would like the cla- the original origin story, you know, against or even do like the storyline with um. Ooh, a fun one would be. Now they couldn't do it because they already did Ronan with the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and made him a straight up bad guy. So never mind. They can't do that. I was gonna say the Ronan Crystal trying to merge yeah. the families type thing. I, in my opinion, like I don't care what they do with it. I'm gonna be if. Guardians of the Galaxy blew me out of the water. I have nothing but high hopes for Inhuman- Inhumans. Number four, is RC Cola worse than store brand colas? Yes. Um, if you mean like Big K um, for, and stuff like that, yeah, but not much. Yeah, it's, no, it's, it's close. Like Big K, the regular Coke Big K is pretty fucking gross. It's pretty but like, gross. Here's yeah. the difference. I can deal with like, if Big K is like really cold or something like that, I can deal with it if I have to. RC Cola, it don't matter if it's cold, if it's warm, it, it's terrible. I actually drank one when it was cold. It actually wasn't... Oh, here we go again. Oh, God, I just realized we have been missing the Patriots game. Please, God, let them... It was tied the last lost. time I checked. Please tell me they lost. I think they lost. No. Uh, the post. No, they fucking won. Are you what? kidding me? Last time I checked the scores, it was... God damn it. Well, this is pretty depressing. All of a sudden, this podcast is going to get really There's grim. nothing I hate more than the fucking New England Patriots. I swear to God. No, we don't want to watch a recap. Ill. <laughs> Hunter doesn't want to cry himself to sleep tonight. I'm pissed off right now. I was excited they were fucking losing. You half. had one job, Baltimore. Freaking Brady got sacked and got up all pissy and like tried to slap the defensive Ooh, He had his panties in a bunch of... Alright, sorry, we're digressing. Or I'm digressing. <laughs> I was going to say... Are we still recording? <laughs> I don't care who wins. I don't even care if the Colts win, as long as the Patriots lose. That's all I care. Good thing those weren't the original Patriots. Defense like that would have handed the whole country to the Brits. Number five. How many good years does Peyton have left? Why Why you gotta hit us in the fields like that? God man? damn it, man. Three. We, we grew up, our whole lives. Three. We've known Peyton, personally. We feel yeah. like he's our... Uncle. Uh, he's like, Uncle Payton's coming to town. Three. And even though he's gone... You're wrong. We still feel close to him. I yeah, still love watching him. I can't wait to watch him tomorrow. He's Three. gonna lose, hopefully, but... How many good years does he have left? That's a sad question. Three. Two. <laughs> um, I, I, think, I, think I think two. Two is probably a good estimate, but I, I, I have faith in the Payton. If he hadn't had so many bad neck injuries lately, I would say more. I would say like four, but yeah, I'm gonna go with to because he could I just hope he doesn't overdo it because he doesn't need to yeah the, the dude in my mind is up there for sure best quarterback of now he's time. just kind of like riding out the celebrity and he doesn't need to I would like to see him go into coaching I really would I, agree. I don't want him there's rumors he's gonna buy <clears throat> out an, another team I would I would like to see him coaching or offensive coordinator or something like that he should buy out the fucking Colts but uh no the Colts won't sell they they Ursay keeps it in the family line. Like yeah, he's but already Ursay will take them to hell. With his him. dad gave it to him, and he's giving it to his daughter. They've already talked about that. Uh, I don't care. Yeah, I I don't know. Um, let's see. Here's another one that just missed uh, our last recording. 
Craig says, I know I'm about a half year late with this, but it needs to be said as I, I'm reminded of it every time I listen to your podcast. Last year at Gen Con, I happened to meet two out of the three of you guys, noticing you by your shirts. I had all the intentions of just coming up, saying hi, telling you your podcast kicks fucking ass, and letting that be that. But you guys are so goddamn cool. Aww. You stayed and talked That's... for a bit, engaging in a little bit of conversation before going our separate ways. I know it may not seem like much, but it was super cool of you guys to be so nice and initiating a conversation with a fan. You guys fucking rock. Keep up the fantastic work. It's appreciated. Aww. Craig Petty. Thanks, Craig. It's the first time anyone in my life's ever called me cool. Pro, you know, <laughs> probably accurate for Mr. I'm guessing you didn't meet. I'm guessing you didn't get to meet me. Yeah. I thought he was. He the guy said that two out of three. It could not. It, it may have been you two. I have no idea. I have no idea. I mean, like I remember meeting fans. I just don't. I remember. do too. I but there were. Fans. I met some fans with Hunter, and I met some fans with you. Yeah. But I met everybody. Because uh, I'm a man of the people. Our man from Japan asked us a few questions. I don't really want to. His, this email is very long and we're about to wrap up so I don't want to go over the whole thing and a lot of these we've already talked about honestly these are things we cover multiple times but uh, he says if if you could which powers or abilities would you adjust or fix to make it better for the game leap climb anything about it yeah I agree I mean what I think you could do with leap climb is even if you didn't want to change it that much give Give pluses for attacking people on different elevations. What about that? Like, yeah. you, you already have the ability to. What about modifier attack and, and defense plus one when engaging in a character on different elevation? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, buff it a little bit, because it, it's it's almost useless at this point. This character gets plus two if you change to elevate. Honestly, you could even just make it like a, a charge that only works if you change elevation or something like that. would be cool, too. Um... Hmm. Any other powers that really really suck? I don't know. They really. I mean, they did a really good job. Yeah, they they've done better lately. Um, this question is a big question. You might want to read it and answer it the next week to see if you can come up with the best answer. If WizKids ever added a new color to the PAC, what would be the color and what four powers would it be? Oh gosh! I've said it before, and I say it every time we're asked this. I want Nemesis's bionuclear blast as a mini version of a power. What is a bionuclear blast? It's basically you draw a line of fire and you shoot down that line. Normally with Nemesis, it's everything adjacent to the line. But I want it like direct straight or diagonal, horizontal, or straight is all it can fire. And it affects all characters. <clears throat> yeah. Along the line. So it's kind of like a ranged quake in a way. So it hits everything in the line. That's cool. So like Cyclops, Iron Man would be great with something like that. Um,. Really, I mean, like, I think the pink powers kind of just finished off everything that we thought. Because originally when we were asked this, I remember saying we needed, I would like to see a melee version of Enhancement, and then we ended up getting in power. Um, I mean, like, it's kind of hard to think. He has a cool idea. Is I'm not going to read all of them, but one of the cool ones is a switch power where you can give them a power action and switch places with another one of your characters within range oh, of line of fire. Cool. That could be cool. Um Definitely be a cool one for a night. And then a, or another one that can counter uh, resources and relics and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, it, that's a long question. When I mean, we've talked about that multiple, multiple. That times, post pops up on our hero clips yeah, like every week. Yeah, it's a it's one we've had a million times. Um, I'm gonna double check our Facebook real quick before we get off. As far as dial design, we're on week number two, and it's uh, not too late to jump. In. Actually, you, you 
you could kick off with week number three um, if you guys want to check us out. This this month we've been doing mostly villain stuff, and we're sticking strictly to comics this month, kind of getting back to the roots. Uh, we do have a couple new uh, things. Um, Chris Stockhouse, Dear Dollage Crew, something just dawned on me that I never had thought of. Give my old pal Teen Titan Static an entity. He finally gets a keyword. There yeah. you go. Theme team for the win. You team. That, that doesn't work, though, because here's the deal. No one cares, because hey. it's Static. Hey, right. hey, 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 hey. Static Shock's one of my favorite characters. But that's game. like cheating. That's like saying saying that. That's like if Hunter weeps out one of his safety markers or whatever and just writes in a keyword on that. First of all, in my venue, Static has the Teen and the Teen Titans keywords. I just want to throw that out there. We ratted him. Well, in my venue, you don't have a venue. Keywords. (laughs) That's everybody's venue. (laughs) You asshole. Oh. Uh, the gas station urinal where you blow your boyfriend is not considered your venue. That is my venue. I mean, it is his venue, but... <laughs> not for hero clicks. <laughs> You're right. Teen Time Static has no keywords. <laughs> uh, oh, JJ Gardner. I don't know if I shared this. Hold on, let me... Yeah, so he has some ideas for who should play us in our movie. Remember we talked about the movie? Oh, God, no. Marky Mark as Hunter Smith. First of all, you can always tell how old somebody is. Whether they call him Marky Mark Mark or Mark Wahlberg. Because I grew up never knowing he was ever anything called Marky Mark until until like a couple years ago. Um, So he says, Mark Wahlberg is me. Jonah Hill as Austin Smith. That's not too far off, that's honestly. Crazy. And Seth Rogen as big for me, but Seth Rogen as Drew. That's not too far off. Either. That ain't too far off. No, either. Jonah Hill's lost a lot of weight. Oh really? Yeah. Okay, he's he's so, so he's gonna have to bulk up for that role. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, buddy. Drew, you touch me, I'm ripping that arm off and beating you to death with it. Mark Wahlberg, I like that because he's a good-looking guy. He's <laughs> he's a little more built than I am, though. But he's he's way shorter than me. He's pretty fucking short, and I'm like six one. <laughs> Oh. Well, the other two, you guys, is pretty close, honestly. I would watch. Uh, then he says, I would listen to that podcast. Then he says, Mark no. Wahlberg, Jonah Hill, and Seth Rogen in a room. Then he says, no, Kevin Smith instead of Marky Mark S. Hunter. I don't. I'm nothing like Kevin Smith. Yeah. Kevin right. Smith is about four times the size of me. First of all, he's a big man. He's a big boy. I do enjoy him on. Uh, I guess as far as the podcast, I can see the. I do kind of have his style on, because uh, I watch. Uh, what's this show called? Comic book. Uh, comic book man. You're talking the wrong. Comic book man, and and it's in the. You never watched it, have you? It's good. It's a pretty good show. It's set up like a podcast. Type I'm not a thing. huge Kevin Smith fan. They basically do a podcast each episode, and the beginning and the end of each episode is them doing the podcast, and then they introduce, then they show you the video of what happened, and then they wrap it up. Oh, gotcha. I guess I have kind of taken some inspirations because I started watching that before we started the podcast. I probably have picked up some things of his off of that show, Man, kind of my style. Hey, it happens. So that's, I guess I can see that. I do like him. He is a really good uh, creator. He's written a lot of good comics and done a lot of good art, too. So, All right, we appreciate that. It's always fun to get other people's takes on things. Um, and then that Where one is one we are. <laughs> 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 I just want to make sure that I saw that correctly or if my optic nerves must have got severed at some point. And then uh, Renocon, as we were saying, does a lot of work for us on our uh, dial design. I saw this post. He's created a, if you guys want to check this out, I'll try to remember to link this in the podcast description. 
He created a thread where he posted all of the best dial designs from 2014, the ones that scored the best, and then everybody could vote on who would who they thought was the best dial out of all of these. The best cream of the crop. The cream of the crap. Uh, crop. We had Doom PhD's Dead Man, Swagnito's Havel the Rock from Dark Souls, Batarang's Bawana Beast, Zarg Satan, uh, Batarang's Dysentery, Dumpstat's Straight Tetramino, and those were the the places. And then the last. I don't know what it. I don't know how to pronounce it. Straight Tetrazzini, dog. Tetrazzini. <laughs> Winner was. Dysentery. Final results: Tetris and Deadman, three votes each. Satan and Bawanabees. I voted for Bawanabees. Satan and Bawanabees, four votes each. Best style: Dysentery. A plus 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 for creative. Yeah, I like the. I like all dysentery, of these on here. Yeah. I really, really Go liked, Battering! I like to go on a beast and Tetris a lot. But yeah, if you want to check those out, if you're somebody who has never done dial design with us or you just are interested in checking out some of the best ones we've ever had, these are the best of 2014. I'll link them in the podcast description. Anyways, that's going to wrap it up. It's a late night for us here. It's been a long day. I get to go right on WoW now. We did have a good fundraiser, though, today, and we raised a lot of money for our next Dial H event, which we'll give you guys the details of when we get it. Give you the deets. Drop those deets. Alpha, I'll open my code of deets, and you can come on inside to get the deets. I just want to say that after all the comments Drew made about me and bathroom stalls, that was the rapiest thing I think I've ever heard. I didn't I, say I was going to force the deets down their throat. <laughs> but you implied it with your voice. You know, it's it's not just him implying it. You can't sue him or... Uh, or no means no, Drew. Austin, I think you're infringing <laughs> on my uh, character. I think, uh, I think I'm going to stab you. That's right. It's kind of... Uh, it's, it's slander. I mean, you are yeah. on a... On a Huh, Drew Alderson on, on a podcast. podcast right now with the man who's always on everybody's podcast. Libel. Libel and slander. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. Have Later. a good week. Just a quick addendum. I finally managed to play successfully the clip from last week's episode that Ross Rockefeller's email was referring to in that he says his favorite... This was his favorite part of last week's podcast. Enjoy. Guess what, bitch? We already gave you a treat. Why are you calling him a bitch? You go, guess what, bitch? (laughs) I think Chad knows I was not being a... Chad, Chad, don't listen to him. (laughs) That was... was You're a strong, independent woman.